0: new man oh what is new anybody died this week no nobody died uh <laughs> i mean celebrities um I'm like i went to a funeral today did you really yeah oh no i'm sorry one, one of my friends what the
1: fuck yeah what they're, they're, dude they're, i'm sorry they're uh, no well it's, it's a good friend of mine uh her father passed away oh dude i and, and uh well i felt like an asshole because on friday like her birthday's on bastille day and every every year we'll well it, we probably haven't made it out to lunch the past couple of years, but we kind of had this tradition where we would go get, uh, we would, we would call it the Bastille day lunch hey. instead of the birthday lunch. And so on Friday I wrote her, I was like, happy Bastille day. And she's like, you know, that's on Sunday. Or did you mean that? And you're, you're just, and I was like, Nope, I fucked up. I got the days <laughs> wrong. And she said, well, it, it must be because I was thinking about you because my father just passed away. Oh this no. And I feel horrible. Um, and, uh, and so, yeah, we, uh, uh, they had their service the sur- the funeral today. Mm-hmm. Um and it was at the same place where mom's funeral was really? here. Wow. So it was a little Oof, tough kinda tough. walking back in there, but yeah, it wasn't about me. It this is not about me. It was uh it was a, it was a fine service. But yeah, we were like, Nobody died. I'm like Actually, Actually, somebody did. Yeah. <laughs> Cut that part out. So, uh, ah, no. Hey, dude, it's huh. this, it's the circle of life. You know, the celebration of his life at this funeral was really fantastic. Yeah. It was great seeing the way like people memorialized you him. Know,
0: and you know, he was obviously a person that touched a lot of souls. I had an idea for a documentary one time. Yeah, that would kind of be like uh almost like a like a catfish style documentary uh-huh. where, uh, and I mean that in the sense that <clears throat> the the guy you ever see that that documentary, catfish. Yeah, you know what I'm talking about. Uh-huh. Okay, uh, the TV show is just like ruined it, but. What a great documentary. Sure. What a cool... No, you don't think so? No, no, no. Oh, okay. I, thought, I thought it was great. I love the way they did it. I love the symbolism. You don't really find out what catfish mean. Catfish now has just become synonymous with pretending to be somebody else online. Yeah. But the analogy that they draw is really powerful in uh-huh. that. Um, but it's, it's guys who uh, basically started making a documentary about themselves. It's something that was happening. They wanted to know. So I thought a cool documentary. Uh, cool, but kind of... Uh, psychologically mean-spirited. Like, there's no way I could ever do this. But, like, what if you faked your own death? Uh-huh. Like, legit. I'm listening. And then showed up at the funeral and, like, fucking surprised everybody. And then interviewed everybody afterwards. You had my curiosity. <laughs> now you have my attention. <laughs> because you would get the... you. And now the downside is you would just devastate all of your family and friends because for however long, it, you know, a couple of weeks, everybody would think you perished. Uh-huh. And then you would just infuriate them when you show up at your funeral, and be like, "Surprise! Here's the camera crew." I feel like there'd be a lot of consequences to pay too, because I think it's yes. illegal to fake your own death, even that is for entertainment purposes. <laughs> I'm pretty sure it's illegal to do this. Yeah, Better to ask forgiveness than permission, <laughs> is my, What are I gonna do? Kill me? Well, I kind of feel like when it comes to like the the federal government. Well, and taxes, I mean, we wouldn't get. Yeah, we wouldn't get that far involved. It would just be like literally. Like if you get to the point where there's a funeral, a, you got to get a funeral home to go. There's a lot of ins and outs I haven't. Uh, <laughs> Uh, I mean, I'm
1: sorry to poo-poo
0: on your idea. No, I'm, I'm never it's a doing funny this. Funny concept. It's not. No, no, no. It's not, I think Tom be... Green would do a great <laughs> no, job with this. It wouldn't be played for laughs. In fact, it would be a celebration of life. Because who wouldn't want to attend their own funeral? The who wouldn't want to hear what people really thought about? Them like in Empire that didn't Records, show up? where Deb is just oh, laying God, there and everybody's fucking, doing. What a horrible. What? Oh, that scene is so contrived. The scene is contrived. I th- but the sophomoric. movie. I love the movie. Yeah, the movie's great. Listen to our Empire Records episode. Whoa. Inflection. Uh, Empire, Empire Records. Empire Records. Empire Records. WNBC. <laughs> uh, listen to our Private Parts episode for that. Uh, private Parts. Uh, pri- <laughs> uh, but yeah, it would be because then you would, it would be touching because here would be, you would actually get to see See and hear the things that people had to say about you, and like, what if the things people have to say about you are now bad? That is a risk you take. But yeah. who would get up in front of an audience, of, like at your funeral, and say that? Bruh. turn it into a roast. See, that's the see, risk that's, you take. That's what I find
1: would be interesting. Not at the funeral, mm-hmm. but what people would say about you after the fact. Like, you go on like social media, or to, you, you give it a good week or two. <laughs> right. When people start feeling comfortable with, like, oh, you think Look, so? No disrespect. I loved him and everything. But, but, yeah. Which is the title of the documentary? <laughs> I loved him, but but oh, I like, that. and then you know we find out what
0: people actually think. Dot dot dot. That's really rough. I just think it's something. I don't that think I want to know this now. Think of no, <laughs> uh, no. I mean, like <clears throat> I, I think you'll find that in those instances, even people who you may have had adversarial adversarial. I turned turn to Holly Hunter for a second. Adversarial relationship. Superman. Well, <laughs> why didn't you shave us from that bomb? <laughs> would uh, come out and uh think about the the good things the positive things yeah. um, and and just the tragedy of somebody losing their life at the tender age of you know 29 like me and the you end right
1: of <laughs> 17 anyway, never going to do it because uh just like the White winter seems sounds like, like she's singing. singing ooh, ooh baby. motherfucker ooh, baby. ooh.
0: Okay, we we harmonized. It wasn't bad. That was pretty
1: good. We could do Stevie Nicks covers. Print that. (laughs) Check the gate. What else? What else you
0: got? Uh, What else did I have? So this we already did Fourth of July. Uh huh. I feel like something. Oh, oh! Um, Emmy nominations yes. were, came out today. Did uh-huh. you hear the Emmy nominations? I have, I have not. Uh, well, I hope you like Game of Thrones because uh, they're running this. I've heard of it. Game. <laughs> heard of it. Uh, I think it was a, a thir- 32 nominations. Really? Which is the most ever. Yeah, For best comedy? For, that's right. Best documentary, actually. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. In, a lot of people uh, shot, don't know. Shot in real time. Based on a true story. <laughs> that's right. And they age quick. <laughs> Wherever they are. Um, uh, But The Good Place I'm, uh-huh. I'm a fan of that show I think that got Globe got a couple of nominations Comedy. That's right You're yeah. a fan of that show Yeah Um. But aside from that We don't really care about the Emmys, right?
1: I mean, I TV. I think uh, Emmys are great I just I don't understand When the seasons start and end For the Emmys Because well, be, I feel like People have been lobbying for this mm-hmm. Since the like closing credits Of last year's Emmys Well, if you're going with I think last year's yeah.
0: Emmys Is up for an Emmy <laughs> Isn't that weird? when look like, at a snake eating its own tail. Yeah. They do that, yeah. Uh-huh. Um, yeah. Well, I mean, like traditional TV se- season ends in May, right? And that's why you get all these. Uh, it's gotta be the May f- fill over over summer where they roll out all the uh, the TV show, the game shows. Uh-huh. The what's the one they were doing? The like celebrity. Match game or whatever is that, that it? That they're with on, on Alec Baldwin, NBC. No, the one with Eric uh, Barron. It's Jane Lynch hosts it. Oh, Celebrity get, like, Game Night. Celebrity Game Night. There you <laughs> go. That's what it's called. Yeah, it's not just one game. All that stuff shown over the summer, and then again in September, all the new series roll out, or at least the new seasons of the series. Uh-huh. Right. Yeah. So that's so. That's how. That's how it goes. Well, that's fun. <laughs> Thanks for the explanation. Who cares about Emmys? I'm surprised. No, like. Netflix series it didn't seem like there was a lot of ne- well I guess House of Cards got a we couple we just talked about Glow Glow got some yeah money. but no Stranger Things no love Did for Stranger, stranger things, things not getting no, out I don't think so so
1: I finished it oh now we yeah, can Yeah, Sarah, Sarah and I finally got through the, I think she and I watched all of the first season together and then we kind of hmm. watched the second season separately oh yeah and then we kind of came back and watched the third Separate, season together yeah, yeah. wow. That just kind of rolls off your tongue really easily, and that makes me scared. Not what I'm drinking coffee. <laughs> um, okay, so is it considered spoiler talk if like the, it came out three weeks ago, two, three weeks ago? But it should hasn't we, been two or three weeks. We still,
0: should, we still, should we save the spoiler talk? I think it, you want to do what we did with the Spider-Man and put but, the spoilers but then at that the means, end?
1: like whoever's watching the live stream would probably have to stop listening. Listen, because, this is the
0: risk you guys take for listening to the live stream. Man. Yeah, let's talk
1: about it. <laughs> This is the editing Bay on the next wave radio network my names Joe mine 's Joel and this is where we come to talk about movies and stranger things uh, sometimes a good movie, sometimes bad movies no matter what the case every week we will come here and watch a movie mm. and then talk about it with each other and with you our lovely editing bay listeners right. who we invite to uh, take part in the discussion just go to facebook.com dot slash editing bay. Uh, or in that search bar, put in the Editing Bay, find that image of the woman with the bleeding eyes, click on that, and that's where you can talk back to us, or you could be watching us live right now. Yeah. uh, As we finally started broadcasting this
0: on the Editing Bay channel. You don't have to be Joe's friend anymore Simulcast on on my page. Although I wonder how many, you you probably have many more friends and followers. Than the Editing Bay? On your personal page. I think I'm probably
1: losing more followers and friends (laughs) when they see that, like, oh, it's Tuesday, Joe's going to be broadcasting for four hours. (laughs) Delete. (laughs) <laughs> exactly. Unsubscribe. Uh, so this one's your pick, man. This
0: is my pick. Uh, where did this come from? I guess I saw. Well, it
1: came from the mind of the Wachowskis.
0: Yes, right? we can't call them the Wachowski brothers, though. It's Lana and Larry, or Lana and uh, what, N- what are nope. their names? Not even. No, not even Larry. Yeah, they're... Lana and what? They're oh, both L words. Lily, maybe. Lily Yeah, Wachowski? I think it's Lily. Um, which, yeah, well, that if if any argument can be made about uh, nature versus nurture when it comes to one's sexuality, here mm-hmm. you've got these two directors who created like one of the most hardcore like cyberpunk like if the matrix is kind of a dude's film in some ways right well, it's for everybody but there's like a lot of violence there's a lot of like stereotypical action movie things that generally sure. cater towards male audiences sure, sure. Uh, and for both of them now to be um, what are we calling them now? Well, the, the Wachowskis. Yes. No, the but Wachowskis. not by their names, but their sexual orientation. Oh, whatever. Her. They're, yeah, they're, there you go. They're okay, she's. Yes, they are now. Yes. They've, mm-hmm. they've made the transition, still making movies, still making really weird, fucked up movies. Uh-huh. But I, for my money, don't think they've uh, bested this, this masterpiece. Called The Matrix. You don't think what Bound was you? better than this? You know, that's funny that you bring Bound that up. Is, Bound is a good film. Bound is fantastic. That was the first time I was kind of exposed to them. I didn't uh-huh. know anything. I, I didn't really know who the directors were. I didn't care. I just heard, hey, there's this really cool artsy movie. A little small, independent movie. It was from Chicks Kissin'. You yeah. might want to check it out for that. And I did. Um, <laughs> zip. But what I was presented with was like a really just like artistically... Yeah. Uh, told and filmed, and, and just a tight story uh-huh. with um, all of the things you want out of a film. Yeah, all, all the relationships and the action, suspense, and and conflicts. And you're you're touching on right now
1: what went wrong with the Matrix franchise. Oh, you think
0: so too? Yeah. Oh, we'll talk yeah, about because that. you
1: see some of the stuff, some of the like w- the elements uh, that went into making Bound. Yes. The, the techniques. You see them in this first Matrix movie. You're absolutely right. Then you don't see them anymore in the so, second or third
0: one. I think there's I think there's a reason for that, too. Uh, but yeah, you're right. Bound is just like, they're just like kids in a candy shop. Mm-hmm. Every, even the most banal uh, scenes or shots, I remember there being like um, a scene that opens in a closet and the camera like follows the, like really these macro shots of like the light and the light yeah. switch uh-huh. and uh, it's, it's kind of seared in my mind. Just like stuff that would have been phoned in if it were like a made-for-TV movie. Just put the camera in a corner and shoot it. Uh, But, yeah, they didn't seem like they were interested in being lazy filmmakers in that sense. Mm -hmm. And The Matrix, um, one of the things they did before they shot it, and this had to do with the studios not having 100% Mm buy-in, because it's hard to believe, maybe not so much, but in 1999, studios were worried that audiences would not understand, would not follow what they were trying to portray. This is before virtual reality and before Ready Player One. Like the idea of your consciousness living in a virtual world when most people still didn't have internet in 1999 or DVD players. Yeah, Um, Not that those two are... (laughs) Well, I mean, but I get what you're saying. Technology. Tech, the the most up-to-date tech. So they were really worried about our audience is going to follow this. Even even the studio execs couldn't quite wrap their heads around it. So what they did, very wise, they hired a, a storyboard artist and they literally storyboarded the entire film. It was like a six hundred uh-huh. page storyboard. You know about that? This? That makes that makes a lot of sense. Exactly. And, and so once you've done that and you've got buy off, it's like, well shit, well, here's our movie right now. Just yeah. just film it. Script mm-hmm. it. And then you're allowed to be like, oh, well, us try different things with angles and here's a shot. Yeah. It doesn't feel like they had that on the sequels. That
1: was the when we did the uh not to make this about me, but just to relate to what you're talking about. When we did the web series, for the first like for several of the episodes, we would storyboard them. And those were the ones that I thought looked the best that we storyboarded. Then eventually we started like, you know, we didn't have enough time. We didn't have as much time to do all that. So I didn't storyboard the rest. Like, there were very few that I would storyboard after that. Mm -hmm. And you could tell, like, at least I could tell. When I watched the ones that were just winging, they don't look as good. That's why I
0: love animated films so much. Because animated films are literally storyboarded Mm -hmm. before they, they complete the film. And so they're able to make tweaks and they're able to... Squeeze every bit of cinema out of uh, out of each frame. Well, you were right. This movie blew some people away. It educated some people.
1: We saw stuff that we hadn't seen before. Oh, yeah, bullet uh, time. Bullet time, but not even just that. It, the story. Oh, yes. We, I mean, even seeing the trailers. And the trailers showed us a lot of, like, the impressive, like, effects and stuff. Like, it showed us Keanu right. dodging the bullets and stuff, but it never gave us the context. Absolutely. We didn't know what the fuck was going on. how do you say
0: that in a 30-second trailer? There's no trailer. way.
1: You yeah. couldn't, at the time, you could not. Like, we needed The Matrix to to explain to people what movies like The Matrix are like in the future. It's like The Matrix To see Ready Player One. We could see a trailer for Ready Player One, and we're able to kind of put that in a proper context because we've seen The Matrix. Absolutely. If The Matrix didn't exist, we would still be like, huh? (laughs) I'm a lost baby.
0: But... (laughs) But the, uh, no, the Matrix was completely groundbreaking. Do you mm. remember where you saw it? Uh, I do. I have a fun little story about that. Do, uh, do you, well, have, you remember where you saw it? I do. Before we get into that, okay. uh, the the film Ooh. was made in 1999. Here we go. Oh, dude. Budget
1: of $63 million. Mm-hmm. $63 million. Do you know how much it brought in?
0: Uh, also sixty three million dollars plus four hundred and sixty three million dollars, <laughs> dude. This was a huge and, and oh my god! And it had legs too because uh, this was one of those films that was propelled by word of mouth. It came out in like March of uh-huh. nineteen ninety nine, which this was pre. Marvel movies coming out in March. Like now, yeah. summer starts in March, right? Infinity War came out in April. Yeah, uh, Captain Marvel came out in like February, right? Mm-hmm. Or maybe it was like early March. I think it was. A, I think it was a February. Back movie. in '99, March is where you buried films that you didn't think were going to make a lot of money.
1: They attached the Star Wars trailer to this movie, thinking oh, did that they? was what was going to bring people in. They did that. Uh. With, they did that with Wing Commander, if I remember correctly, <laughs> and they did that with this movie too. One of these. One of those movies is a classic. Yeah. Uh, yeah, there is Wing Commander. This movie had a lot of competition. Hmm. I'll just give you a small list of what came out. 99 is a great also, year. Also, we've reviewed a lot of movies from 99. Oh yeah. So, here's what came out: 1999 American Beauty, Fight Club, American yes. Pie, Fuck The yeah. Sixth Sense, The Blair Witch Project, Office Space, Eyes Wide Shut, Toy Story 2, Being John Malkovich, Three Kings, The Talented Mr. Ripley, The Green Mile, Boys Don't Cry, Magnolia, South Park Bigger, Longer & Uncut. Wild Wild West, Dogma, Varsity Blues, Deep Blue Sea, She's All That, <laughs> Galaxy Quest, 10 Things I Hate About You, The Iron Giant, and Star Wars Episode One: The Phantom Menace.
0: Jesus. 90% of those films are bangers. Yeah. Like, they're just fantastic films. What a groundbreaking year 1999 was. Yeah. Because some of those, like Being John Malkovich, uh-huh. like those are some heady films. The Iron films. Giant. They are great. Toy Story 2. Uh-huh. The best Toy Story in my I opinion. I agree. Although I haven't I- seen four for you.
1: Uh, yeah, I haven't seen four yet either. Yeah, neither, so. neither, neither, <laughs> Sarah was trying to trying to get my father uh, and I to take Harper to see it Although, while we she were in New loved York. It, Right? Well, she already saw it with Sarah. Oh, oh! And I was like, that's right. Do we really want to take a child to go see a movie a yes. second time when there's Spider-Man? Well, especially when this child's father already has a bad habit of like ruining moments before they happen. Oh, in movie. really? I could only guess what my daughter would do. So uh, yeah, chip the, off the old block. You got to guess what the number one song from 1999
0: oh, shit. was. Well, well, you were singing like Backstreet Boys earlier, right? I, uh-huh. I feel like I'm squarely in Backstreet well, Boys territory. There's, Terris- there's Terris-
1: someone, Terris- someone that you always guess every week. Britney Spears. Well, she had one of the top songs, but she oh. didn't have the number one song.
0: Who do I always guess? Whitney Houston. You no, you always guess Britney Spears. <laughs> oh, it is. Britney- so I was just okay.
1: giving you, letting you know, like she was one of them, but nope. she wasn't the main one.
0: I, it's uh, Is it 98 degrees then? Is Do it one of them? you believe in love, nah. after love?
1: After love. After love. I can feel something inside me saying. I mean, that makes sense because... I really don't think it's dumb She was having
0: like a career comeback then, right? When yeah, she on was. Her, on her yeah, uh, a little bit of a farewell tour. That's right. Mm-hmm. Cher. She
1: course. had like two comebacks. Like, she had her Sonny and Cher bit... Then she went away. Then she came back with, like, if I could turn back time. Oh, that's right. Yeah. I then she went away the same again area. for a little bit. Yeah. And now she's back. The, and do then it again? she went away. And then she came back with Burlesque.
0: Oh, that's... Remember Burlesque? <laughs> Listen to our Burlesque episode. Yeah. Got a lot of catching up to do, Facebook listeners. <laughs> yeah, you do. I've listed, like, five previous episodes you got to catch up on.
1: So, yeah. the I saw this movie at the now closed down. Mm. Uh, it's now a Dave & Buster's. Mm-hmm. But it was the AMC Glen Lakes Theater. Yeah off of uh, 75 and Walnut Hill. Oh. Not the best theater. Yeah. But like where I saw a couple of like the most groundbreaking movies I'd ever seen. One was The Nightmare Before Christmas. Yes, fuck yeah. Yeah, uh the other was I think RoboCop. <laughs> I saw in that theater. <laughs> and then okay. uh, and then this, The Matrix. That's I also saw good. Orgasmo in that theater. So did
0: you know what did you know going
1: into it because I knew I knew Keanu Reeves. Yeah. I knew it was like Keanu Reeves. And he's like running around on rooftops and he's dodging bullets. And I'm like, what is he? Is he like The Flash? You just thought it would be like a fun
0: action cyberpunk sort of movie? I'll tell you
1: what, man. There are are things that like, remember your first memory as a kid? Like you go back and you think like, okay, that's my first lucid memory as a child. That's the first thing I remember. My Hmm. memory is I'm at the sink in our old house in Rochester and my mom is washing dishes and I'm standing next to her and I'm trying to help her wash dishes. That's the first memory I have. I like that.
0: Gosh, I'm racking my brain. I think mine was like a birthday party. I remember getting a Donkey Kong board game. Oh, that's awesome! I For used to reason. have that. Yeah, and with the, the little Man orange one. barrels. Yes. Yeah. Uh-huh.
1: It's like 150 dollars now. Probably, to try to buy that. Yeah, on
0: yeah. <laughs> I mean, oh, mine's trashed somewhere. Yeah. They,
1: I mean, they all are. That's why they're expensive. That you can find
0: might it. be. That might be my earliest memory. So
1: I have something like that, but with movie trailers. Like I can, there. Like I obviously didn't pay attention to what trailers were trying to tell me. Until a certain point. Then I was like, oh, okay. I'm actually paying attention now to the trailers. I'm not just kind of sitting through them waiting for the movie to start. Sorry, Michael Daly uh, guessed that it was Cher, Do You Believe in Love? Oh, nice. way back then. Good job, Mike. Very good, buddy. Uh So, yeah, like with The Matrix, that was, I think, uh, that was a trailer that I wasn't even really paying attention to. No, nobody was. I was just like, all right,
0: Keanu, speed was cool, so let's see what happens. It was weird. The timing was weird for me because we talked about Bound. I literally saw Bound like a week before The Matrix came out. Oh, wow. Because a, a buddy of mine who, uh, uh, humble brag, now works uh, as a movie critic for The New York Times. Oh, nice. Was like, uh, hey, you should uh, you should check out this movie Bound. He, he turned me on to it uh, and I watched it and we talked about it. And then he was like, you know those directors? They're the ones who have this Matrix movie out now? And I was like, what? That seems like such a, to go from like a, a small budget art house kind of, uh, you know, thriller film to this big sci-fi i was like i don't know about that
1: right and also the uh the the track record for movies based on the internet wasn't very yeah. good up to what that we point we had sandra bullock and the net the net at that point which is i mean if you buy wa- we're gonna have to watch that movie sometime oh yes we will because like, that is the most unfair representation the most false representation of what the internet is and you know
0: what this one 20 years later kind of Holds up like yeah. at least the uh, the
1: ideas. I feel like the world has caught up to what the Matrix was trying to create. I think you're right. Even though some of the tech is low tech, when you watch like when he's doing the training. Programs, well, movies like that—they're all on little uh, CD-ROMs. All... I'm like, you would have all that saved in your in your computer. They're like, also what? all using
0: flip phones. Yes, but <laughs> oh you know my what? But, but I love that because this movie can get away with it because ultimately it is a period it's an piece. Artificial.
1: It's and it's also an artificial version of the past that they're living.
0: In. And they specifically chose 1999, uh-huh. the height of our civilization. Well, because that as, was also the year they made the movie. As, well, true. But it's like it's like Back to the Future. Like you can't fault Back to the Future for feeling like 1985 because. The idea is it's, it's set in 1995. Yeah, exactly. 2015, maybe a bit of a Here, different story. Here's
1: the funny thing, though. They're like, it's, we're, the representation is 1999, but the year right now, as close as I can figure, is 2199. Yeah. Yet, Tank is like giving fucking Neo references like, hey, Mikey, he likes it. I'm I like, know. Who's going to get an
0: 80s fucking life serial reference? Well, I guess if you think, though, that they came out of a world where it was actually 1999.
1: Do you think it's that, like, that accurate, though? Because no, not the, at all. the computer version of our world in the Matrix, it's like
0: it's kind of like our world, yeah, but it's a little askew, it's a little off. But buts. Uh, what if we're actually living in the Matrix, Joe? Right now? Then yeah, you think? Then you think our that's history true? is their history. Wow. Uh, I think there's a seventy five percent chance we're living in the Matrix. So knowing
1: what I know now, <laughs> yes. it makes it really difficult to watch Trinity at the beginning of this movie, uh-huh. where she's just like
0: brutally murdering cops and stuff. Well, and I'm like. Oh, and then so, thinking about their innocent bodies dying in those pods. Yeah, another thing about 1999 was uh, we had a little thing called Combine that happened. Are you familiar with that? Yes, I sure so, do. So uh, another reason that I think this movie was buried in March um, mm-hmm. was because, uh, like, I'm surprised it even got released. Like, yeah. Like, if that shit happens nowadays, they just pull the plug in the movie.
1: which Which is unfortunate because... <sighs> It is a, a breathtaking sequence in this film the, when they go into the lobby with the black t- trench start, coats. Yeah, they start shooting things the AK-47s. up, and it's like, wow! What I mean, I hadn't seen anything like that in film. Yeah, like it was it was so good. And it was so like it was so reminiscent of like the the Japanese oh, you know shoot well, yeah. up films. They the were Chow
0: Yun Fat heavily inspired by that, and or, manga. And, I'm sorry, Chinese the Chinese film. Oh yeah, scene too. There you go. <laughs> My bad. I what you mean? Um, no, oh, no, don't hang your head in shame. We all make mistakes. <laughs> Pulled, oh, oh, he just committed seppuku right there. <laughs> Seppuku
1: Seppuku Sepora? Uh Howie has said Love that you're beer. no longer allowed to try to pronounce Japanese words. <laughs> Ken Watanabe I, I needed to I needed to relay it's that message Ken Watanabe I to do that before. I got it now But he sent me the isolated audio oh, of no. Richard Rountree going I prefer the shaft <laughs> <laughs> And he let me know He was like Joel is not allowed to pronounce Japanese <laughs> What words. did I and say? What Every time you open your mouth and pronounce a Japanese word You do it wrong What does that have to do with shaft? But I don't know he sent that "No, he just sent
0: that along." Okay. with was, the audio, he was like, "By the way, Joel is not allowed to say." Pretty Japanese sure he words. said that in uh, your band. How you're banned from the editing bay? You can't no ban more, Batman. No, that's true. Yeah, come back anytime. Love, love you. <laughs> He's probably behind you right now. What? Shit. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I was gonna do that. I was uh, gonna Batman. surprise you and have him just show up one day uh, in the Batman, <laughs> Batman outfit. Fuck yeah! While we're videoing, he just comes in the door. Who <laughs> <Poor> are you? <laughs> I'm Batman.
0: Um, I'm Bat Howie. So I saw this movie first uh, in a hotel room on a shitty, like, 19-inch CRT. Ironically, since they hearken they back to all those uh, CRT TVs uh, from the 90s, mm-hmm. I felt like I was in The Matrix, watching The Matrix. Had no idea what this movie was. Unexpected. It was recommended by a friend. I was like, all right, you know what? Not a lot of good uh, movies to watch here in the hotel, so we'll put it on. And it's really a testament to... The artistry and just the story, the compelling story that they were telling, in this world that they built, sure that I was fucking sucked into it on yeah. this little slower, little slower. tiny. Yeah. well, it was a motel six. Mm. Um uh No, no, but that I was able to get uh, get pulled into this world on this little shitty. Like it was great watching it again now in widescreen on the beautiful hundred inch you know projector. It's still screen.
1: a really good looking film. It, it
0: holds up and will forever hold up. I yeah. think, um, but. The fact that um, it blew my mind just in that shitty hotel. Everything else about that experience was awful, except the Matrix. Um, and I'll I'll never forget that.
1: Wow, mm-hmm. sounds like my prom night. <laughs> Everything was horrible about that experience, except for what was on TV. For those two hours. That was the, uh, the two hours. Wow. <laughs> I mean, two minutes. Give me. There you go. That's yeah, a little more, a little like, more like it. it. Uh, all right, so. No, it's it's a great movie and you know what any movie that's able to fit in Rob Zombie's Dragula even a shitty yeah. industrial mix of it yeah still gets plenty of witches.
0: points <laughs> through the <laughs>
1: witches of steam in the back of my dragula
0: dude i don't know what music you were listening to back in the 90s but Rock. uh this was like yeah, was it yeah. like this it was though like, like it was fucking... well it was Rob Zombie yeah, yeah. i was yeah. listening to the original version of that Marilyn song, Manson. i wasn't and, into uh, the
1: whole like industrial like Especially when they would take Rage. like existing songs and put like industrial remixes together, I was never a huge fan of that. No, like, I like Nine Inch Nails a lot, mm-hmm. and I think that's probably about as far as I go when it comes to like electric, you know, yeah. music stuff like that. Uh, I uh, it, one of my favorite show, one of the best concerts I ever went to is Nine Inch Nails and David Bowie, like Ooh, one of the interesting best fucking shows. Yeah, uh, like. What was weird is Bowie opened for Nine Inch Nails. What? Exactly. Wow. Like, what the fuck? Uh, but then, like, he came out afterwards for the encore, and they jammed together. Nice. And it was uh. like, even at 18, I was like, I'm witnessing probably the greatest thing I'll ever see in That's my life. That's so cool. It was the greatest oh, show. Great it was concert. so great.
0: You had a soundtrack to this movie, man. Just like, right place, right time. Really kind of fits in with that cyberpunk yeah, feel. The score, too. The score. Uh, Dude, score. (laughs) Is is Hugo Weaving taking over your body? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Um, shit. (laughs) I guess I was the one. We've been watching you for quite some time now. He's so
1: fucking good in this movie. He's so good. What a breakout fucking performance. Man,
0: yeah. Uh, uh, Just eating up the scenery. And and I love... You know what I hate about this place? Yes. The smell the way it smells <laughs> that scene or uh, uh, uh. he this movie is great for a million reasons, but one of them has to be the villain, mm-hmm. like what a fantastic villain, and the progression he goes th- through because you just think that these are um you know men in black, basically, like they're just they're programs, they're robots, they replicate, they can be other people, they don't really have personalities of their own, mm-hmm. But then that scene where he's they, they finally kidnap Morpheus and he takes off his earpiece and he's getting real. You realize that he has kind of grown beyond his programming. Yeah, he's he's he is a sentient being now, and he he has motivation beyond just we want to stop the humans. Like we want to get the codes to the mainframe. He he he's looking for his freedom. Like he's like I am stuck here. Skynet and as, becomes self-aware. Yes, through, through Agent Smith. Absolutely, and as yes, and as as long as he is having to chase down the, the resistance, uh-huh. la resistance, um, he is he is uh, destined to this purgatory. Yeah. And so he's had enough of it and he wants out and that is his motivation goes beyond just uh, world domination. Uh-huh. Ah, so crazy. But
1: then, but then we that's what we dive into in the second film, or at least start to in the second film.
0: This first one, I think
1: it does really well and, and it does leave the breadcrumbs for something that could be great that follows. Unfortunately, The studio had too many fingers in the pies. Oh, you think so? Yeah, I think it's quite the opposite. Really, I I felt like it. Just, I felt like with how creative they were with this first movie, mm -hmm. like the second one, especially the second one, seems so like.
0: Well, I I don't know. Is it like just so narrow in its creativity? Very much so. But for me, the problem—I don't think it had to do with more studio. I think at that point they had like. Hey guys. They just had too much freedom. We just proved to you that we we know what the fuck we're doing. Hands off. We got two more movies by the way. This is before a lot of franchises were doing that. Uh-huh. We got two more movies we're going to shoot them back to back, back to the future style. Yeah. Um, and and we got the story laid out. Just trust us. We'll give you some eye candy. We'll give you what you want. But we're going to tell and they, our own they story. They do on give top us eye candy. There are some uh, impressive so looking sequences, in but it's which ones, it's Joe? So which ones are impressive boring? Looking?
1: It's a, the the fight in the Merovingians' mansion. No, I, I thought it, that fight was really uh, fucking fun. Okay, so and, but the, then it spills out onto the highway, and it's the like, problem with that it one never is,
0: fucking ends. The problem with that is it's a retread of that uh, lobby scene that we talked about that was based on uh, in a no way. But there's a lot of ha- there's hand to hand combat in that one there's some great and that, choreography that, whole, yes. that
1: choreography where Neo goes from one stair down to the floor and then up like that's that's still beautiful okay there are iconic moments more so in the first movie I didn't realize until watching the first film again where I was like wow there are so many like quotable iconic moments like if they were to make like the Bradbury collection plates of the matrix like you would have a good half dozen that you could put together uh, you could have the I, I know kung fu yeah, like, or whoa, where he watches Morpheus jump. Definitely and it's that. The whoa, uh, or like when when Neo comes back after Smith shoots <sighs> him, and he comes back and, he and
0: flexes. I, I love that visual. I do too. And he whole, flexes and the whole hallway. The whole flexes Matrix around him. flexes around him. Uh, that's, that's so that fucking neat. Fist pumping, kick ass moment. Now, for
1: all of those though, there are still like, there are still really like, trite and 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 sloppy. Uh, little bits that they kind of throw in. It almost feels like the Sphinx from Mystery Men is is <laughs> oh, inhabiting yeah. a little bit. Morpheus's body, where he's like, I can open the door for you, yes. but you have to walk through it. Like, There's a little too much of that for my taste. And maybe it's because I know where we're going. Mm-hmm. I know where the story's going because I've seen The Matrix so many times. Yeah. I just want to get to it, and
0: that's what I think. Um, I, I hear you, but so much of what's great about that first film is the slow build. Uh-huh. Uh, I was watching it with Jenna last night, and she hadn't seen it since uh, earlier when it when it or, or when it first came out. Yeah, and uh, afterwards, she was like, "I wish they would have told it in order." And by in order, she means. Let's see what it, in twenty one ninety nine. Let's see where they are in the pods, and sure. then let's see you know Keanu Reeves in his pod, and let's see the inside that he's stuck in the matrix. And I'm like, well, yeah, but they had to explain to audiences; they had to back out of that story by getting starting with something familiar, sure, adding a little mystery, some layers on top of it, adding some mysticism, uh-huh. uh and then you're you're learning along with Neo, like, oh, I've been in this dream world, yeah. Um, so I, I, I disagree with her there, but I understand where she's coming from. Uh-huh. So so I I really enjoyed that, Um, and that's something that they weren't able to do with the sequels because you're already going into the sequels knowing what the limits are. Or or... but they definitely try to hit the
1: reset button, like in, in in weird ways they try to hit the reset button, like just what we were watching when I walked in the door here before we recorded, and there's that whole bit where like Neo is at Zion and he's walking through and like people are offering him things and like so he's a reluctant hero mm-hmm. he still doesn't believe he's a savior and and so it's like he's done all the things he's been told like he's, he's been prophesized to do mm-hmm. but he's still not accepting his role and it's it seems like such a cheap cop out to like still build
0: the hero again because the last time we saw him he was fucking flying towards the camera yeah uh, uh, f- w- by the way w- one of the best endings oh yeah top 10 endings of a film the, with ever. That f-
1: the phone call the 1-800-COLLECT and then he just flies off
0: and the soundtrack with it Mm -hmm. oh fuck Um, so I remember watching that first one and then being like I can't wait for a sequel And and then announcing two sequels and the mind just kind of reels it. Okay, where do we go from here? Well, now Well, Joel, we go to
1: a dinner with the Merovingian <laughs> where he talks for 20 minutes about causality.
0: There's so much. And, and listen, I get it. And I appreciate what the Wachowskis were trying to do. They were taking this lore that they kind of invented and expanding upon it. They were and explaining
1: a lot of- midichlorians for yeah, two movies. That's, that's what yeah. they... Like, no one really cared. Like, we dug the... Well, there's a
0: way to make you care about this stuff. Right,
1: but but they did it in the first movie where what they did was put human, real-world applications mm-hmm. to computer programs. All right. It's like Tron, you know, except they didn't do it as literal as Tron did, but they gave, like, these computer programs and these... Uh, the methods and processes... Mm-hmm. They put them in a real city and real living world mm-hmm. and made it make sense. Like anybody who could read between the lines sees the things that are happening and it's like, oh, that's really creative. That's really fun. In the second movie, we started explaining to the back of the room everything. We're like the Merovingian is explaining cause out like we're taking we're taking. What was great about the Matrix is that there's this really cool like um, mental enlightenment story that yes. kind of comes with it uh almost no, no. spiritual and religious oh, it's, it's become, that comes um, with that yeah Where, well
0: making a choice deciding to and choose then, and
1: then in the second one we started explaining it to death mm-hmm. like we tried to bring in too much of the, the computer personality mm-hmm. as if we were asking like like if clippy from fucking from your pc <laughs> was like hey i noticed you're trying to figure out the matrix can i help like <laughs> and that's what the merovingian is oh, and it's great. like Look dude, I don't I don't need this (laughs) this this boring thing where you're trying to explain to me causality and you're making some woman come with a piece of cake or something. Yes. Like that's and then we revisit it again in the third one. Like Jesus, after living through that
0: the architect, that long ten minute monologue that the uh, Colonel Sanders. The, has there was nothing, dude. My, we were watching before it's this, just, and little...
1: I, I put the, I posted the link in the yes, chat. Please do the uh, the the, the, the uh, 2003 MTV uh, Movie Awards, mm-hmm. where they did the Justin Timberlake and Shaw William Scott did a whole bunch of stuff from the Matrix, and Will Ferrell as the architect, fucking kills me. But no, like the second and third movies are fucking filled to the brim with just ridiculous monologues about. And what's funny is the Wachowskis even make fun of themselves. They lampoon themselves with this game called uh, The Matrix: The Path of Neo on PlayStation oh, Two. Oh yeah! Fantastic game. Like if you dig The Matrix, like this has enough of like the action, the intrigue. It's got the action, the or the uh, the martial arts stuff in there mm-hmm. that you can kind of level up. It's got some cool RPG elements, but mostly an action game. Mm-hmm. Uh, all this to say that when you finally get to the end, the Wachowskis are like, look. So we understand the path of Neo, Neo ends up at this place and he's blind and da 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 da. But for the sake of a video game we decided... and like oh, really? they start to like they they just start fast forwarding through their explanation and it's like <laughs> these these two animated versions of the Wachowskis sitting at chairs and they're like So da, 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 da. they're like over explaining <laughs> it and then they just stop and they're like, Okay what all that aside, we thought that made for a very boring video game so now we're going to give you this really cool boss battle I where wish you they fight would have done a giant Mr. Smith uh, agent smith no, and way, then they really. go boom and you fight a giant agent oh, smith oh that's fun. Uh, so they get it i think the Wachowskis, in the in the uh, uh, in the aftermath of these matrix sequels mm-hmm. They understood, like they they heard the criticism, and I think they understood it and were able to play off of it. but you know but that doesn't make the two movies better
0: they're not good, they're not good films, they're not good uh, narrative stories told in a cinematic way. yeah, there are a lot of kind of brilliant ideas in there, and I love how they took um, their own um like I said their own lord, this own world and and turned it around on itself. Turn around, turn around, turn upside down. Uh, uh, great ideas, and, and, and I don't want to say subverted expectations, but um, took, it, took it to a much it's deeper level. my favorite level site. <laughs>
1: Subverted expectations. Took it to a
0: much deeper level. Are you um,
1: looking for a handsome man or maybe a sexy woman? Catfish.com. Someone, someone who's successful, uh, confident, sexy,
0: honest. <laughs> Lowered expectations. Well, we don't have any of that. <laughs> I remember that one. Speaking of SNL, right? <laughs> that was Mad TV. Oh, was that Mad TV? Yeah. T- was it lowered expectations? Lower dec- yeah, lowered uh, expectations. Uh, listen to our Mad TV episode. Oh, no, we don't hear that. <laughs>
1: do you um, hear they're canceling Mad Magazine?
0: I did hear that, and that's that's crazy, man. Yeah, well, I, I, it has nothing to do with our discussion. I, but... I thought it was already canceled, but what do I know? wow. No, I'm just saying they I, I just mean, brought it back. I don't. Recently. S- oh, is that what happened? Yeah, well, see, just, well, there's a chance then. Maybe DC Comics maybe has decided to kill it and like, one of
1: their other lines too. Oh, which one? Yeah, the uh, the Vertigo line. Of comics, it was, like, the alternate, like, the more, uh, the more mature... Ah, yes. Yeah, comics line. R rated. Well, that... Uh, I think that was what Preacher was a part of, the Vertigo line. Oh, okay. Well, yeah. I like Preacher.
0: Preacher's great. Uh, Garth Ennis? Fuck yeah. Um, the Matrix. Party on, Gar. <laughs> party on, Wayne. Um, the Matrix, yes. So, uh, I appreciated the ideas and what they were trying to do, but what they forgot to do was, like, make a movie, make a film that that told it in an interesting way. And, and I think more importantly, or captured that engagement that they got with the first one. Well, I, I, yes. And, and the problem with it is there's no way to tell the story that they wanted to tell, to, to take it to another level, uh, to, to deepen the, the mythos without abandoning all of the progress that, or, or all of the, like we've followed Neo going from this little scrappy computer yeah. uh, hacker, right. Uh huh. To becoming this like all powerful. He realizes the world around him. It's enlightenment, right? Uh huh. But then you realize, he did man, not so much what his job. He worked at a building called Metacortex,
1: which is to transcend the outer boundaries of I your brain. I never noticed that was the name and of the so company. So he transcended. Oh, I love that. And then it just like, it, it went so crazy. Like, it, it, what he got blinded, mm-hmm. and then in the in the the end of the second one, we found out he was able to control the machines. In the real world, and then I don't Agent, know how that translates.
0: And Agent Smith is now able to put his consciousness into an actual human. Like yeah. that's new too. Yeah, and, not, and kind of unexpected. I, I based wish we'd have rules. established that a little bit more in the first yeah. one. If that's where we're going, to well, go. that's what I'm saying. They were so uh, <laughs> they were so <laughs> they, were they were so, so, so quick about, to uh, they, they got package it. <laughs> think of what they what they should. They didn't stop to think of whether they. Wait, I fucked it up.
1: <laughs> I thought you were just delaying go? like I was with the music. <laughs> so convinced I'm trying to prove that they, they could do it, that they didn't stop something. The whether they should. Whether they should. There you go. That's how it is. And now now you're packaging it. You want to sell it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah.
0: So, uh, yeah. Um, and, and you're talking about like a lot of the visual. We'll get back to the original Matrix. But sure. as long as we're talking about the sequels, you're talking about a lot of the, the scenes having some visual interest and in being at least action oriented. Yeah. I was really bored. That whole scene where he fights a 100 Agent Smiths is totally inconsequential and then he just flies oh, yeah. away at and the then end he just of it. Flies away. Like, what the fuck did we just spend that's, the last 10 minutes see, doing? But that's
1: that's not one of the moments that I feel like, oh yeah, that's a great visual moment because even then like that movie, it's so weird how like the sequels don't stand up. Like you no. they're totally dated when you watch them, especially that that one where it's like so rubbery when you start it's seeing all the Agent bad. Smiths it's like and you try to explain it away. You try to excuse it by like, well, they're in a computer world, so mm-hmm. obviously that would make sense. But the thing about The Matrix is it's no, supposed to feel real. No, it's photorealistic. It's supposed to be photorealistic. Yes, yeah. Just uh, the, bad CG. And the villains, Agent Smith, as much as I loved Hugo Weaving, his development in the second film was horrible. Uh, yep. it, what this first one had with Joey Pantliano... Oh. where he plays the turncoat. And that whole scene that he's having with Agent Smith where he's like... I don't want to remember you know, nothing. I don't want to remember nothing, But I look at this steak. Yeah. I know it's not real. Mm-hmm. But I put it in my mouth. I could taste it. Like Ignorance is bliss. Like, I, don't I care.
0: loved that motivation. And it was so poetic, too, because the, the whole story is kind of about humanity defeating itself. And, and yeah. here's what would we become. We, we built this thing and then we let it take over. Uh-huh. And we're trying to get our humanity back. And yet, uh, w- one of the follies of humans is that we're not all on the same team. There are bad eggs amongst us. And, yes. And humanity betrays itself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That's uh, very good. Thanks. Well said. <laughs> but then, um, also, they, with the sequels, the humans, like, you know, you're really rooting for them in the first one because always have is this ragtag team of, uh, you know, these rebels. Sure. And, and we're alluding back to, oh, they're the last human city, Zion. We got to protect it. Uh-huh. And then we meet it, and it's like meeting the Jedi Council from fucking oh, okay. it's, it's such like, a disappointment. These are the fucking boars. These are the people. Like, I don't even like any of these people. Like, yeah. we deserve to be taken oh, over yeah? by robots. Well,
1: the, that whole, like, weird rave scene.
0: Yes. In emo- which is totally, like, uh, juxtaposing. The scene from the first Matrix where he go sure. when he first meets Trinity. Yeah, there's a lot of that. And I appreciate the visual, but
1: I don't symbolism because that doesn't make sense to me. No, I, I feel like you're going to do everything you can to not draw attention to yourself, even if you feel like you're safe underground. Like you know, you're not safe yet. You know, it's not time to celebrate yet. So this whole like this weird celebration, well, then then that awkward sex scene nah, between Neo nah. and Trinity. Yeah, nah. that ends on Keanu Reeves' ass. Now that might work for some people. <laughs> It doesn't quite work for me. Yeah. Even Keanu Reeves' performance in these sequels is less than
0: no. Well, because he's he's at his best when he's playing that like I don't know everything and things are happening to me and what is this? This is cr- Whoa. Yeah. You know.
1: Uh-huh. Uh huh. And then it, by the or end, or if he's just John Wick and he he knows everything about guns and <laughs> and fighting and killing people and uh, he's amazing. Uh, but you
0: believe it by the end where he he's finally at peace and there's that scene at the end of the first Matrix where he's literally fighting Agent Smith with, with one hand. arm tied behind <laughs> yes. his back. And you're like, okay, you get to see this
1: progression. What's great is that also while he's doing that, you see the development in him. Yeah. That he's realizing. like He finally gets what Morpheus was saying. I can't be Don't hurt. try to do it. Just do it. Just do it. Mm-hmm. And that's what he's doing. I think he has that calm realization that like, this is what I'm supposed to be doing. Where yeah. He has achieved that enlightenment.
0: Yeah, and it, it's just hard to see your heroes, especially in a film or in sequels to a film that is so... Um, uh, you're you're so rooting for the good guys, yeah, and then all the good guys lose, Yeah. basically at the end of the like, third movie. like Rogue One, like yeah, but at least they're heroes. Like you don't remember, just for one day, you don't f- <laughs> you don't feel like any of these people died for anything, yeah, because it, uh, it and uh, but it's hard to fault the Wachowskis because that was the message they were trying to convey, like it's it's futility. But still, at the end of the day, you have a choice. As long as you realize you have a choice, right?
1: I think one of the problems that they, uh, one of the mistakes they made in putting this movie together, Mm. uh, is that they introduced Superman's kryptonite too late, or they didn't have a convincing enough kryptonite. Like it, it was, it worked fine for the first film because it was his self doubt. Like it was the path, the journey that he needed to go on himself. Then he, they decide to make these other two movies, which obviously. I don't think we're in the plan. Were, were these sequels planned? I don't think so. So no. so then it's like, oh, well, now we've got to rush to get a couple of stories written so that way we could kind of finish this arc. And to then reintroduce Neo, who at this point now, and they even say it in the second movie, he's doing his Superman thing. Yeah, He's Superman. But we haven't introduced what, a, like a, a clear kind of kryptonite. A clear thing, because every hero has to have a weakness. Mm-hmm. And he really doesn't have it, and they made it Trinity, which we yeah. could go into for hours about how fucking sexist that is. That, right, like, he's gotta the, save woman, the woman he's got to save the woman; she's his weakness. Yeah. And it's like, you know what? No, because I love the way that they introduced Trinity in this first movie. Yeah, even oh, though God. I felt like, oh, she's murdering these policemen, <laughs> but but at the same time, like she's so strong and mm-hmm. sure, and I love that she has that moment where she jumps through the window and immediately turns around and she's, she's like, 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 "Get up, get up, Trinity, get up.
0: Yeah. get up!" You see the weakness in her, yeah, yeah.
1: or just like. That she is now engaged in something that's scary. Like yeah, even oh, though yeah. she could do all these things, she's still she terrified. She Fears the agents. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. What a
0: great way to introduce. It's uh, so cool. Your antagonist. And just
1: the way that's filmed. There's like you know the cops are kind of making their way through the dark, and then she kind of pops out, starts hitting them, and there's Ugh. that that the kick we talk about the fucking the iconic moments. Yeah.
0: Where she jumps up the, and bullet, the bullet time, time and mm-hmm. then the kick. So fucking beautiful. You remember back in 1999 after this movie came out. Uh, in subsequent years, where fucking and then everything had bullet, everybody time? had bullet. Like a TGI Fridays commercial had bullet <laughs> yes, time in it. Yeah, yeah, no. Sometimes we just don't need that. Yeah, I think the Energizer Bunny had a commercial where he was mm. in bullet time. Well, Joel, special effect is is a tool in telling a story. Mm, thanks, Without George. a story, a special effect is a pretty boring thing. Well, you know, this movie has a great story and great special it effects. It does
1: have a really good story. It's it's definitely something that still stands and out. And a That's...
0: lot of good ideas, too. Not just from the overarching... Um, arcing? arcing? Arcing. I always do that. Yeah. Um, theme of, you know, we're being... we're reality is not what you think it is we're actually all living in a simulation well
1: there's so many levels it's playing on so many levels it's not just reality and perception but it's also our mental it's it's our mental state it's our enlightenment mm-hmm. it's our peace our inner peace and you know the, there's so much going on so much in the way of balance mm-hmm. that i think is so beautiful in this film to watch it and be like holy shit, like they, yeah, like they, they nailed it. Like some of Morpheus's scenes, the teachings about like, you know, the Kung Fu or, mm-hmm. you know, when Morpheus gets taken oh. and then it's up to, to Neo and Trinity and like some of the stuff that they've got going on there, like it, it's, it's playing on so many different levels. It's not just, and that's when movies like this are at their best, when they're not just an action movie, mm-hmm. when there's more going on. Yeah. The problem I had with the sequels though is I felt like they became too aware of the other thing and started like really trying to hammer home the yeah. other thing and ignoring
0: what worked about the original It was film. none of what we wanted yeah. in a sequel to the Matrix. Like I wanted to see more flying people. I thought he was really going to like build an army and I want to see him take it. I want to see he says at the end of the you know he's on the phone call with the robots I'm going to I'm gonna, as soon as I hang up this phone I'm going to show these people what you don't want them to see. Yeah. I'm going to wake everybody up. I thought that had a lot of potential to be sure. like something epic that right. they could do. Uh, but then, so, okay, so here's another issue. And Jenna had the same issue too, rewatching it. So everybody knows they're in the Matrix, or at least, you know, Neo knows, Trinity uh-huh. knows. They're able to do these fantastic things. They can jump from rooftops, they can do super fast you know, the punches and shit. Sure. Kicks. They know that they can't be killed, although they say they can be. Your, your mind makes it yeah. real, right? Yeah. When you get the shot. Your body
1: can't live without the
0: mind. Yeah, exactly. And yet Neo shows at the end that that he can. If you've just realized that you're in the Matrix, Uh you can transcend that. But that's why he's the one. How come nobody else can do that? Because he's the one. But I feel like I'd be able to do that. I feel like if you told me right now, Joe, that, uh, oh, don't bend yourself around the spoon. Yeah. Or, or bend the spoon. Bend the spoon. Bend, bend yourself, bend yourself around, around the spoon. Which is also a great message, That's man. That's so cool. It's yeah. really
1: cool. I'm sorry. I'm cut, I cut you off there. There is no spoon. See, I think part of the problem is, and, and Morpheus even says, we try not to pull people out after a certain age because it's just too difficult for them to understand. Yeah.
0: That's why the little kids are uh, yeah. able to like do all the shit in the Oracle's uh, apartment. I'm uh, malleable. I,
1: but I think what if we were going to go and talk to the, the architect. Mm-hmm. And the Oracle, because they're supposed to be like two halves of the same whole. Uh, And what they're trying to explain, I think, to Neo is like the the matrix is just like any other computer program. It's made up of ones and zeros. It's made up of mathematical uh, equations. Mm -hmm. And with many equations, there's always a remainder. You know, there's a remainder. But where does the remainder go? Yeah. In a, in a mathematical equation, where do we put it if you have to it, if it for lives it. in a, you have to account for it, and that remainder goes into neo mm-hmm. he is that 's why he is the one because he possesses that remainder mm-hmm. and uh, and so that 's why he 's able to kind of like he gets killed, but he 's still alive you know he 's able to, to brush it off and I think that there's just it 's just too much of that computer programming that 's still in the human brain, even when we know even when we 're plugged yeah. in and we know it 's it's hard for our brain to still reconcile, like, I just got shot in the Matrix,
0: I'm dead. Yeah, and that was the explanation I was ultimately trying to give Jenna too. And she's like, well, when you've lived in what you think is reality for the majority of your life, no matter what you know, you're still, your mind's still that you're being killed
1: i guess what i had a hard time with mm-hmm. is when cypher and it's a great fucking scene oh, when everybody's in the matrix and uh, cypher starts unplugging them off people one by one. Oh, it's so chilling it's chilling it's so good and man they balance that so well that they're fighting there's there's a a villain in the matrix mm-hmm. and then there's a villain in the real world yep. and like you know how do you fight that how do you know like how do you deal with that that you know somebody is there and they're unplugging you right now And like, but you still have this, you've got to deal with as well. It's so scary. But, uh, but yeah, they, uh, that, that scene where he starts unplugging people, I guess what I kind of had a problem with like, you know, unplugging people and they didn't just like come out of it. Like. Huh. Like yeah, right. when you take the visor off and you're in VR, you just take the visor off. Like, yeah, it's, it's, it's almost it's like jarring. You, your but your consciousness
0: can only be in one place at one time. It's yeah. either in your body or it's in the matrix. I guess and I'll, if it gets like, severed. Uh-huh.
1: I'm willing to accept the whole, if I die in the matrix, I die in real life. Like sure. That's that, that old wives tale. That's like, if I die in my dreams, I die in real life. Yeah. So I'm I'm okay with that but the whole like I've unplugged you mm-hmm. like I would have just rather he would be sitting there and he would like shoot each person Yeah. Oh that's a more practical way of there, murdering like, them. Like, Ban. Yeah,
0: bam. I forgot this movie was rated R. Uh-huh. Like this feels like a PG-13 nowadays. Up until
1: you get to the end with all the, the, mur- then it the Columbine scene and everything yeah. it just gets int- there's it no way i feel like the movie probably is realistically a pg13 mm-hmm. but with all the shooting all the, all the people getting killed and they had to give it a, a an r rating
0: i hear what you're saying you keep talking about that scene at the beginning with with trinity where you realize oh she's actually murdering a bunch of cops in, yeah, in pods they're just doing their job exactly but it, it does it gives it the movie gives itself an excuse with that scene where he's saying listen as as long as these people are plugged in even though they're real people they will fight to protect the prison that they're in yeah. and you have to treat them as a, an enemy just like anybody because else. they could
1: be taken over at any moment. Exactly. Yeah. So
0: it's kind of like alright that's all you need to know but still the, the sight of two people in trench coats yes. with AK-47s walking in and gunning down a bunch of cops yeah you can't do that nowadays. Yeah it's, it's a little dark. Yeah no, a little intense. Uh,
1: and, and maybe some of the writing's a little too on the nose when the guy comes to Neo's door near the beginning and Neo gives him, like, whatever oh, his... For the white rabbit? Yeah. yeah, well, that, and he's like, you're my savior, man, my personal <laughs> Jesus Christ. Yeah, a little heavy-handed. Like, it's a little on the nose, yeah, man. I know. Especially especially when you know, when you've seen the second and third movies, you're like, He basically okay, is Jesus. He basically is Jesus. Yeah, dies on the nose. The cross. fucking drug dealer in the first movie called it. Um... I, I am super surprised that mm-hmm. when they wake Neo up, he isn't just a fat
0: glob of flesh. That's another thing, too. Okay, so pods. so let's talk about the... And this is another thing where it's like, I almost feel like this movie should just, for several reasons, there should just be one Matrix movie. But when you start to think about the logistics behind the scenes, like you, you forgive it when you're watching the movie. Oh, they're harvesting humans and they're yeah. growing us in pods and our minds are just in this computer simulation. Uh, but then when you start thinking about, well, how do we... Procreate mm-hmm. because clearly they show babies. Oh, dude, yeah. dude, that is so chilling. Some of the body horror in uh-huh. this film, too, the, from the bug going into his belly button, A- they're pulling it out, squirm every time when they pull it out. But then, yeah, that image of the little baby with all the black tubes coming out of it, and they talk about liquefying the dead to feed the babies. Ah, yeah, gross. yeah. Um, so obviously, they're, they're harvesting, they say they, they're growing humans. I've seen the crops for myself, right? And, uh, uh, Morpheus says, uh huh. So, think about it. All right, so Joe. I'm thinking you're you're living in the matrix. You and Uh Sarah. Yes. You now have two beautiful children. Oh shit! Twenty years from now, they're going to grow up, Uh right? And uh, they kind of look like you and Sarah, somewhat, right? In in the real world, if we're living in the matrix, in the the real world, how did they get there? How did they get get here? Did they just? This is not my beautiful wife. (laughs) 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 Same as it ever was. You may ask yourself. Um, What is the matrix? How did I get in this pod of goo?
1: (laughs) And you may ask yourself, how do my arms work? (laughs) And you may ask yourself, why don't I have any eyebrows? (laughs) (laughs) I guess I have alopecia. Same as it ever was. Mm. Um, yeah, where do the babies come from? The baby If you're, if so you're two we, people yeah. in separate pods mm-hmm. and you've met each other in this program, right? And you
0: procreate and have a baby, does that baby actually exist? So, well, so I mean, okay, so maybe so they've been growing babies. Oh, pick baby number two, one, five, six, eight. We're in the farm and babies are slaves are all workers. That's going to be a little little Harper Cucinati, right? I'm going hungry. Yeah, I'm hungry. I'm going home. Too much singing in this episode for my taste. Oh Too man, much. I love getting back to that. But um, now uh, we've got uh, little Harper, and she's now growing up. But she's not from your DNA. She's just a random baby in the in the real world. Sure. That then like so then yeah. What happens when people stop being fake <laughs> and start getting a, real? True
1: story. Matrix. It's, the
0: real world. So it would make sense that yes, <laughs> It's
1: just camera shots of people in good. Gl- like. <laughs> It's like five minutes of just Uh, they cut away to their little interviews. (laughs) The real ones. It's just like the little robot. It's like Wally. (laughs) Three, Um, two,
0: one, dash B is such a bitch. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, so if Harper gets woken up, gets taken out of the matrix, she's not gonna look like she probably won't look like what she looks like in the computer program. So yeah, Keanu Reeves should not look like Keanu. No. It's weird. I agree. <laughs> anyway, I think it's really weird. A lot of stuff falls apart when you start examining. You can, and, how it and works. you
1: can't you can't pull it apart too much because it's sci-fi. And, and sure. any any sci-fi, any science fiction, any fantasy, yeah. like if you start thinking too hard about mm-hmm. it because the thing is there's no way you can cover all your bases as a writer. Like that's one of the things I struggle with. Like I never get through a project because I feel like there are too many loose ends, too many loopholes, like things that I have to like explain or tie up because Mm -hmm. well, Jesus. I don't want someone to ask a question about like, well, how did we get to that? How did we get to this? And as a writer, let me tell you, that's the worst trap to get into. You've got to train yourself. And I need this advice more than anybody. You got to train yourself to just say, what the fuck? Who the audience care? You have to be willing to suspend disbelief. And that is the job of the yeah. writer to still give you compelling enough material, yeah. compelling enough characters that makes the audience go, eh, I'm on this ride. And, I think and they do that with
0: this movie. Absolutely. There is enough there to make the world feel real. And I love what they do, these little side things that they do with the idea of the Matrix. Now that we've kind of got the audience on board, we know where we are. Um, the, the idea of like deja vu, yeah. Like when he's like, "Oh, yeah, deja vu," and they're all like, "What did you see? What did you see? What was it? The what happened? Cat was it the same black twice. cat, or was it a different black cat?" Yeah. And you realize that deja it's vu. It's when they reset the matrix. When they change something, and it's like a glitch <laughs> in the matrix. What a fucking cool idea! That's so neat. The the um, the monologue that Mouse has about uh, chicken, about uh-huh. tasty wheat. You ever had tasty wheat? Yeah. He's like, "What if they got it wrong? What if robots think that tasty wheat, wheat, wheat tastes like, like chicken? chicken?" Yeah. Which is why they why everything tastes like chicken because uh-huh. it's like the Taste that they give to stuff that they, they can't just d- can't explain. Yeah, it's like, oh, what a great idea! Like, who, who thinks of that? Like, the Wachowski brothers, really smart. It's uh, the Wachowskis. Sorry, the Wachowskis. My bad. Mike Wazowski.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> I directed this movie. <laughs> you know, uh, Will Smith. Turned down the role of Neo. (laughs) Did you hear about this? Oh, so he could do Wild Wild West. (laughs) Yes, we talked about this on the Wild Wild West podcast. He chose poorly. (laughs) Did choose poorly. But it was going to be him as Neo and Val Kilmer as Morpheus. Well, I think this worked out better for all of us. Thank the thank the maker. Imagine. Yeah. Why? Why wouldn't it still be Val Kilmer? Would have been kind of cool as a Morpheus. Val
1: Kilmer, I think, would have been better as an architect than than as Morpheus. I don't know, man. I, I like Morpheus the way that we have him. I think uh, Cowboy Carl does a really good job. No, he's fantastic. Yeah. Cowboy Carl. <laughs> Lawrence Fishburne is so good. Yeah. Like I can't expl- Like I can't understand why it would have to be Val Kilmer. Why couldn't it be Will Smith and Lawrence Fishburne? This oh yeah, probably is where because Lawrence Fishburne met his wife too. That's right, Gina but... Torres.
0: No way. Yeah
1: from uh, from Firefly. Firefly. Anxiety. I had no idea yeah, they this met... is this is where they met yeah, I, on the I, sequel. I believe, yeah. On the second one, yeah, they, yeah, yeah. She was in, like in she the first not one. In this one, right? Yeah.
0: yeah. No. Um, <laughs> speaking of Lawrence Fishburne, my favorite shot, my favorite moment of, of uh, Morpheus in this movie, isn't what isn't one of the stereotypical ones that you would think with him doing the you know the, yeah with the, come, sun- the sunglasses too the yeah. sunglasses shot. It's it's when they're being chased by the little squiddies uh-huh. and they've shut the power down and they're trying to you know go in low power mode so the squid doesn't doesn't detect them. They're ready with the EMP any minute if it gets close. Sure. And uh he's got his little his little hoodie or he has a little cap and he puts his cap on he's in the dark uh-huh what what was that for why that? his head was cold <laughs> No, maybe it's maybe like, he
1: didn't want the robots to read the heat signature off his head. <laughs> <laughs> I mean,
0: it makes no sense. It's like you're on a ship. They're either yeah. going to... All the power is cut off. That's not how they're going to find you. They're not going to see the reflection from It's the same reason, reason why
1: if a plane makes a sharp descent, we, touch, we hold the chair in front of us. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, he, he like was going we're not, into... We're not gonna, uh, yeah, we're not going to be able to stop our fall. If we're on a plane mm-hmm. that's descending... Like, and I do it too like I grab my armrest sure yeah, that's great dude but, but that's we're all of, still flying in the that air that is
0: an unconscious thing that your body does a survival tactic uh-huh. this was just like I'm going put my they can, it's like when you're a little kid and it's like if I put my cover, the covers over my he's head like the Harry monsters Potter. can't get you he
1: has Harry, he's Harry Potter he's got the cloak of invisibility oh okay well, like <laughs> no a I can't hat. I can't explain it the best I, I, I can say fun. is like it's just a physical tick I like it but it's the only time we see it it's one of my no, favorite moments in the movie my, my favorite Lawrence Fishburne moment I think is the the kung fu moment where he and, and he Neo oh, are having their fight in the so dojo. Fantastic. It's so good, and and you know what? They they try to retread that with the uh, I can't remember what his name is he, in the second movie that Neo starts having a, a fight with him in the dojo when oh, he goes to see yeah, the Oracle. Yeah, and it's a good fight. Like a Jet Li? No, it's not Jet Li. I
0: thought it was Jet Li. Why are you so racist? I'm not. <laughs> Did I pronounce that right, Howie? <laughs> is it Jet Li? <laughs> Just kidding. holy shit.
1: Uh, Uh, All right, what else do you have about this? uh, About all of them, I I guess.
0: Yeah, well, I mean, I think we've talked enough about the sequels. We didn't really talk about the third one much. We talked about the second one. Because the The third third one is so so, much.
1: It's so forgettable. Yeah. Like, who cares about the siege of Zion with all the
0: robots and stuff? Nobody. That's so boring. I'm so sick of watching those. Now, it's a cool effect. They're wearing the, uh, basically from Aliens. Uh What are those? Or Avatar. Or Avatar. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Uh, although Avatar and Alien supposed to be in the same universe, actually, really, yeah, because it's all James Cameron. Huh.
1: So it's Terminator. Mm. Yeah, true. Is that the same universe? Is the Abyss in the same
0: universe? I don't know. Is Titanic? It's a good question, dude.
1: That would be amazing if Titanic was in the same universe. If maybe like one of John Connor's uh, no. dis, uh, like uh, ancestors well, is I mean, on the Titanic, that would make sense. It's all human and, history. And the robots created the iceberg. <laughs> To try to kill John Connors. Whoa, his
0: great 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 yeah. great grandfather. It was Billy Rose. Zane. It was Billy uh, Zane. Yeah, because he <gasps> makes it alive. Oh my god. He's the real he's the original Connor. Titanic
1: now exists in the Terminator Lord. Do mash up where
0: we take out Celine Dion. <laughs> we just put that theme in under Titanic. <laughs>
1: So uh all right, so the uh, so yeah, the sequels, yeah, is, yeah. the sequels um, are pretty forgettable. So Monica terrible. Bellucci, it it introduced me to Monica Bellucci, yeah, which was it, and it's fine. I felt like her stuff was so fucking stupid. Like the thing that you really got was like the whole I, I need to kiss, yes. I need to kiss him, and it's Why? it's it's so it, it reeks of we don't. I mean, even though they're now women, they don't understand women. They didn't understand, and they ended up making this. Did you ever? Pl- um there was another video game called Enter the Matrix. Yeah. Where you played as the Jada Pinkett Smith character. That's right, yeah. That would have been interesting. If Will Smith was in the Matrix, Jada Pinkett was hey. in the. Uh, <laughs> I don't know what that sound was. <laughs> that, was a, hey! that was
0: a hiccup in the middle of a, uh, an exclamation.
1: But the whole thing was about her and her crew mm-hmm. and what they were doing while the, Morpheus was doing his like stuff. The guy from
0: Lost, right? In it?
1: It did. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and so they. Uh, they go through that whole thing and she goes to visit Nairobi was her name. Nairobi. There you she go. goes to visit the Merovingian and I can't remember what Monica Bellucci's character was named. Mm. But they end up retreading that whole scene about like, I need a kiss. I need to know how honest you are with a kiss. And there's they end up having this whole like the scene where Jada Pinkett kisses Monica oh, Bellucci. Yeah. Nice. And that yeah, exactly. That's, <laughs> that's what they're playing off of. That a bunch of fanboys are gonna play <laughs> this and go, yeah, of course. Oh yeah. <laughs> uh so see but it's so it's so Boring. It's so unimaginative and disappointing to come back to.
0: And the fight scenes, just in general, in those last two movies, um, while still visually impressive, and there's a lot of stuff going on, I never cared about any of those fight scenes. And that's the last thing you want in your action movie. Like...
1: Jesus, there's the point where it's like a whole bunch of Mr. Smiths in the rain, and they're all yeah. just like they've created this whole wall, yeah. and Neo and Smith have to just like face off Superman style, on and the it rain.
0: looks really cool, and I love it's a great tech demo
1: to prove that Superman could be made at that. Point. Yeah, yeah that's a good that was point. that was about it. Like, and I think I told you that before that, like if if Matrix Three is anything. Yeah. It's just a tech demo to prove that they could make sure. Superman.
0: But what a cool, what a dark idea, though, that Agent Smith has infected, like, every human now that's yeah. in the Matrix. He's taken them all over, uh-huh. and they're just one Wh- big which, army.
1: Which means, I guess, that everyone that's plugged into the Matrix is dead. Or at right? least,
0: well, it, it's it's implied that they have the ability to reset them, like, oh. especially with, uh, with Cypher. You know, I know couldn't he remember. Says, oh, yeah, I didn't remember oh, When I come back, I don't want to remember nothing. Yeah. Nothing. Nothing. He says. <laughs> Uh, so presumably they have a way, a way to wipe memories. And they've reset The Matrix, we find out, six different times. Uh-huh. This is, keeps happening over and over again. Yeah. Again, big ideas, just not told in in, in a way that um, that made for a good film, yeah. unfortunately. Uh, but not right. The Matrix, not the first the one. The first one. Oh, it's perfect so film. It's so great. Perfect film.
1: W- so obviously you would recommend The Matrix. Yes, absolutely. I would as well. well I think that it's a, it's a master class in storytelling yeah. on different levels. Uh, it touches on so many different themes, so many important themes mm-hmm. that a movie can touch on: fate and choice, uh, and, and and balance, mm-hmm. and 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 enlightenment. It's so it's so deep if you let it, and you should let it. Uh, <laughs> all right, so what did the Matrix do right?
0: Um, I mean. <clears throat> It's obvious, but the, this this film has style. Oh, the style it's it, got grace. It's Rita Hayworth <laughs> gave good face. Aside from it, uh, the great story and the great premise, and and the pretty good acting for the most part, uh-huh. um, and the visual effects, but just the style, the visual style, the way the film is shot and and composed, and all the stuff. But uh, I'm going to pinpoint the color, the use of color was really uh, God, yes. creative. God, it, yes. Especially when you realize, once he's come out of the Matrix, everything yeah. in the real world, the color world temperature's has a completely. blue tinge to yeah. it. And then everything in the Matrix has this green, green tinge, which really matches the... And, and the font, this futuristic font that they're using yeah. to represent the code in the Matrix, uh-huh. which was kind of like built for this movie, um, which was really just... I was reading about it. Just a couple of graphic designers, they needed to make like a, a title sequence, and they needed to make a uh um uh, some visual style to to represent the it's code amazing. It's and and so now cool. it's become like ubiquitous you can buy that font you see yeah. that was everywhere right the green that, code yeah, the, falling yeah people screensavers yes! the code falling and
1: and i i loved how they would do that and then they would turn it into like the actual scene and then they would like it would become like the walls and the people but you would yeah. start to see like the outlines yeah. in the, the ones and zeros the little lines in the uh, in the so tv cool. monitors yeah, yeah man. the crt lines Ugh. Yeah. So great. Uh all right, so I uh I think that I agree. This movie is gorgeous. Mm-hmm. It's just so great to look at. I think that the 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 practices they have when you start this movie off, especially like the storytelling mm-hmm. of trying to catch Trinity, like the shots, the way they stage some of the shots and the establishing shots, it's so creative, so beautiful. And like movies were not doing this at that time, like no. you said there it was too many movies that weren't taking the time to establish and not taking the time to like you know like the just trucking in on a on a on a phone Ugh. like you know see it, I love when when the especially this movie like always gave you a sense of direction, always gave you a sense of where people were uh in regards to where they wanted to be mm-hmm. and would always kind of in its own way hmm. give you that ticking clock like they'd come in a door and then whoosh, pan over to where they needed yeah. to be pan over to them they start making their way but something gets in the way there it, it's so beautiful and it's so it's so comic booky in the way that it yes. tells the story the way that it moves uh and the other two movies just don't do that i know what uh, a waste and, and uh and i i love that i love that 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 aspect of this film
0: just speaks to my heart. What did The Matrix do wrong? I think the weakest part, if, if you had to pinpoint something weak, and we are, Trinity's story yeah. that Jenna, when we were rewatching this the other day, just saw coming a mile away. Uh-huh. When the whole thing with the Oracle, he goes to the Oracle and is like, what the Oracle says is only for you. And a couple of, you know, Neo's asking, well, did you do this? You're asking Trinity, uh-huh. and what did she tell you? And she starts to tell him, and then she backs off. And uh, Jenna was like, oh. she's supposed to fall in love with the one, right? Mm -hmm. That's what it is. And sure enough, the one... Again, that's
1: such a bullshit thing to do with a strong female I know, I know. What is your purpose? To to fall fall in love love. with the one. I know. To fall in love with the guy.
0: I, I, I like kind of how it was used as a diversion because it's like, well... Especially when he is flat out told that he's not the one and that she is still holding on to this dream. She's like, well, I know that's not true because... I feel like I love you. Uh-huh. And yet you're you're whatever. Yeah. Um and so that scene at the end, way. It, it was trying to be poetic it just felt a little cheap but especially yeah. at the end there when everything's blowing up and he's he's been shot in the matrix and uh-huh. she's trying to bring him back to life and yeah. she's like i know i know you're the one because i i love you it yeah. felt a little cheesy one.
1: yeah and it's i like that how people like play with the anagrams like his name's neo but if you rearrange it it's yeah. a one yeah. and also if you think about carrying the one the remainder carrying the one mm-hmm. he's yep. the he's one the one that you have uh, to account for so uh so yeah i thought that this uh I, I felt like, with as stylish as this movie was, I felt like sometimes it became a victim of its own hype. As far as like the style goes, sometimes it got a little too stylish. Where I'm like, okay, we we don't have to like. There was there was ever like slowdown where we didn't need it. <laughs> I was just gonna say maybe one too many slow mo shots. Yeah, yeah. Like when when Morpheus is trying to run away yeah, and like, yeah. I'm like, okay, a little too much with the slow mo. We could have done that in either just a you know. A, a regular time shot. That That's a good fine.
0: point, that, that bullet time effect, that they use it well when they use it a few times because it, the idea is that he's moving so fast and the only way to kind of see what's happening yes. is to slow down. Uh-huh. But yeah, there's a one shot of when Morpheus is, is running to jump to the helicopter uh-huh. and the camera just for no reason just, just slows, whips it around it slows so we can down. see yeah. the bullet go through. It, was like, it
1: wasn't really necessary. We didn't need to do that. but uh, Eye candy. I watched a, uh, a YouTube video mm-hmm. of... Uh, special effects artists watching special effects on movies and kind of like breaking down and talking about like, Oh, this was really good. Like they'll talk about what they thought was good, like good examples of, of CG. And then they talk about bad examples of special effects. Uh, But they talked about this in the matrix and they talked about that bullet time shot where he dodges the bullets and how they only had certain cameras. And the fact that like that whole thing is done in real time, like and the fact that they, they even, Mathematically counted down how fast they wanted the camera to go so that th- to they're go not through all and take the Snapping shots. photos at the same not time. Not at the same time. They're mm-hmm. a
0: millisecond apart. Yes. So that the everything is still moving. Mm-hmm. You're just seeing it from a different and angle And that they're the time. Sep-
1: they're they're separated and because of that separation, like the special effects artists in this movie had to go in and like fill in those gaps. Oh really? And you could see the example like on Neo's jacket. Oh, like there's it, a there's a place where Neo's jacket morphs a kind bit? of morphs a little ah, bit, ever so slightly, yeah. and I would have never noticed if I didn't watch this video. Interesting, uh, but I just I feel like maybe they used effects where they didn't need to. That's probably about the worst sin that this movie commits. Other than that, it's so good, flawless. Uh, if we were going to remake the Matrix today, how would we do that? Here
0: we go. I have recast. Oh, it looks like eight. Mm, I didn't see. do all of the uh, the the resistance players, but I did. I a did few ten. Of the main I did. Ones. I did all the. the you did all the of them. Resistance so you must have done Apoc and I did. Uh, What's her name? The white-haired chick. Uh huh. Switch. Switch. The Nintendo Switch. Dude, you want to talk about that? That's that scene resonates with me when she's about... her plug is like about this. to be pulled. Yeah. Oh, so yeah, heartbreaking. That's really. Tough. And her eyes just roll in the back of her head. Uh huh. Chilling. I have a theme. Okay. Do you have Ooh, a theme? I don't have a theme. Okay. Just have Sh- fantastic action. Should I just go through mine? Yeah. Yeah. I'll just blow through mine. Do you want, you want me to do mine first? Uh. Is yours that good h- how- to save to the yeah. end? Go ahead, go through yours first. <laughs> I'll do one real quick. Okay, yeah. so Mouse, I went with Evan Peters, who plays... Love um, Evan Peters. Quicksilver. Quicksilver from the X-Men movies? Yes. Uh, Dozer, I'm, uh, I'm going to go with LL Cool J. It's kind of big and imposing, a little uh-huh. older in life. Yeah. Tank, his brother Tank. How about Donald Glover? There. Ooh, that's childish, good, yeah. Childish Tank.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: Joe Pantaleona? uh uh-huh. Is that what it is? Pantaleona. I always get Pan- it confused. Pantaleano. Joey Pants. Uh, Jenna came up with a Sam Rockwell. How about that? Smarmy Sam Rockwell. Yeah, that's good. Agent Smith. Oh, she came up with this one, too. How perfect would Michael Shannon be?
1: He'd be really good. As Agent Smith.
0: Yeah. That dude's fucking creepy already. Uh, Carrie Ann Moss. I'm going to go with uh, Marina Baccarin. Oh, that's good. Deadpool. Yeah. Lawrence Fishburne. Idris Elba, of course. Of course. Because why not? And then uh, Keanu Reeves. How about Adam Driver? That's Adam pretty- Driver is Neo. It's a little weird, but think of him. He's a, he's a weird looking dude. He's kind of you awkward. know what if it, could it weren't if it, if,
1: if it weren't for that that fight sequence in the red room in the for, in uh, the force not the force uh, Awakens, the last red Jedi last Jedi yeah. I would think like nah he couldn't do but because that scene exists yeah and he does such a kick ass job That's in what that I'm scene saying. yeah I could see that already happening.
0: got the black tights yeah. <clears throat> So there you go. All that directed by, how about this word director? How about Jordan Peele?
1: I like that. I think he could do this. I like Jordan Peele. He's into in mind flux. I like Jordan Peele in anything. All right, let's
0: hear it, buddy. What All right,
1: got? so I had to kind of add some people to the cast because oh. just, there weren't enough from this theme. I see. So uh, I you're, you're going to pick up on this pretty quick. All right. Uh, in fact, I'm just going to tell you, uh, I had said that this movie is like... It, it takes the elements of Tron and it puts it in the real world. <laughs> so I recast using Tron Legacy. Legacy, yes. yeah. So, uh-huh. Directed by Joseph okay. The who did Tron Legacy. Switch would be played by Bo Garrett, who you would recognize as the blonde program that, that kind of gets him <laughs> oh, yeah. going. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I forgot about her. Uh, Mouse, played by... Because he wasn't in... He wasn't in uh, the mat- or He wasn't in Tron, but he's in Top Gun. That Joseph Krasinski is going to be directing the new Top Gun film. Oh. Miles Teller would be playing. Oh, Miles. I love that. Uh, Tank and Apoc. Uh, oh no, yeah, would be played by Daft Punk. <laughs> 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 they would just be in their masks and nice. stuff. Uh, my dozer would be Terry Crews. Ah <laughs> yes. Uh, Cipher played by Killian Murphy. Oh good that's great. Terry Crews was just a guy that I threw in. He yeah, was not was, in Tron Legacy I knew, obviously. I yeah, much. Killian Murphy would be my cipher. Beautiful. Uh my oracle would be a male played by Bruce Boxleitner, Tron himself would be oh, Bruce nice. Bruce Boxleitner. Ooh, uh Trinity behind, obviously Olivia Wilde. Mm. Uh my uh, agent Smith would be Michael Sheen. Yeah. And Morpheus? Jeff Bridges, Jeff Bridges and uh, Neo would be Garrett Hedlund. Oh, I love it! That would Very be cool. uh, that would be it. I would uh, I would basically take what I love from Tron Legacy, which nobody else seems to love. <laughs> I love that movie so much, though. Really? Uh, yeah, dude, I love Tron Legacy. Well, coming soon to I an episode of the editing bay. So, then huh? there are, there is a trilogy of Disney movies that I feel like are horribly underrated, and I know everybody in the world disagrees with me. Let's on, hear it. And it's the Lone Ranger. No,
0: I liked it. John Carter, our Lone uh, Ranger, and our John Carter episodes. We, we didn't do John Carter. Yeah, yet, we did. did we yeah, we, we did.
1: did. Oh wow, I didn't think we had done Wait, that yet. Did we? I don't think we did. We I, did. I've been kind of <laughs> sitting on that one. I didn't know if we'd done that yet. Oh, okay. Well, you're gonna have to check because now gotta we did check. that. Uh, so yeah, Lone Ranger, John Carter, and Tron Legacy are like the three live action Disney films that I'm like, I don't care what you say, I can't help but fucking love those. Those movies. are all
0: pretty good movies. Yeah, I liked them. Tron's probably the weakest of those three. In my opinion, yeah, yeah, I really liked Lone Ranger,
1: even though it was long. I know, right? It's it's surprising, and I know there's a lot of people that have some heavy criticisms about it, and I get where they're coming from, but at the same time, I kind of feel like I guarantee, I I feel like the ship sailed on that movie before it even came out. Like people are like, "Fuck this movie," because Johnny
0: Depp is playing an Indian, and it's like, did not help. I
1: get what you're saying. Look, I
0: get it. (laughs) but I still yeah, like I it. I guarantee that movie is much better than you think it is Yeah, if you haven't seen it. Uh, all right, so uh, what are we going to do next week? Well, so? this was my pick. We basically just uh, uh, fawned all over uh, The Matrix. Yeah. And I'm sorry. I mean, like, I think we were able to uh, get a little negativity in there talking about the sequels. And well, the, that's I think how I feel justified it's in choosing so, The Matrix. It's
1: so hard to talk about The Matrix and not take into consideration because I think if we were just talking about mm-hmm. The Matrix... Mm-hmm. We would still talk about the sequels anyway,
0: better uh, than the sequels, the animatrix, I would argue, oh, God the Animatrix is one? so good, some great the Flight Ideas of the Osiris is such a great fucking part. oh yeah, oh yeah, that's the one a good that's one? done by square that's the... a good one, yeah, and then um i like I like the one where like the three kids discover the uh the warehouse, uh-huh that's like a little black hole of the Matrix. isn't that the one
1: where they find mouse or uh they find the kid that isn't that mouse that's or there's no, one he's a, supposed it, to be the
0: kid from the sequels. That's right, the that kid from the is sequels. The other one,
1: that that Neo, the first kid, that it's the first person that Neo wakes up. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. It's uh, that's a really good story too. Uh, yeah, no, I know I've, I talked about the video games maybe at too much length. Uh, <laughs> we'll cut that up. So uh, so no, there was there's a lot of lore that they built around the Matrix, and I think some of it works but a lot of it is just too much and it kind of feeds the, like you said, the self-eating snake. Yeah. it's like,
0: uh... But notable in the sense that the Wachowskis were involved in a lot of that yeah. stuff. They were involved in the Animatrix and the video games and the comics and everything. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right. So, I think, um... I think I want to... I want to take things...
1: I want to slow things down yeah. a little bit. Pow, you know, Daylight! <laughs> uh, no, uh, and, uh... Have you ever seen this, uh, have you seen the trailer for this Matthew McConaughey movie? It came out earlier this year <laughs> called oh, Serenity.
0: Oh, I heard about so it. So it's like
1: the Serenity that isn't Serenity. Yeah. Like about the ship. Yeah. I want to I wanna watch that <laughs> one. <laughs> I want, because I've seen it already. Oh, yeah? And Tess has seen it already. Oh. Your ass needs to watch this movie. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Oh. So we're going to talk you about that <laughs> <laughs> You had you my attention. You had it. my curiosity. That's what it is. Now yeah, you have you my, my attention. Time. Yeah.
0: Uh, yeah, oh, uh, Serenity, I, I'd huh? like to uh I'd like to get your thoughts on Serenity. All right, so give me a refresh, because what's this about? I'm confusing it with the one where he I, plays
1: a bum. You know what? I think this would be a good time to play the audio of the trailer oh, <laughs> in the podcast. That makes for great which would, you be, would you be so funny. It's gonna be one of those trailers that doesn't have like it's all any text. dialogue. It's just text and it's just sound effects. <laughs> all right. Uh no, so it's uh what I what I can tell you from the trailer, mm-hmm. it's about this guy on a fishing boat, uh, runs a little fishing company out of uh I guess Florida, and some woman comes back from his past and wants him to kill her husband.
0: Ooh, all yeah. right, that's a nice setup. It's a it's a decent setup. Good elevator pitch. Yeah, all right.
1: So uh, so we'll watch that 20, 2019's <laughs> Serenity. We'll uh, we'll, we'll check out. We've next been week. spending
0: way too much time in the nineties, so
1: uh, yeah, time to come so, back. We'll come back, baby. Come back. And then maybe we'll uh, maybe we'll go back to the back. past. Maybe. Guys, uh, if you have any thoughts about uh, the Matrix trilogy, mm-hmm. the Animatrix, the Matrix video games, whatever, uh, let us know on our Facebook page, facebook.com slash Editing Bay, or in that search bar put in the Editing Bay. Find that image of the woman with the bleeding eyes. Click on that, and that's where you can talk back to us. Or if you're watching the stream and want to talk to us about the movie that we've talked about, go ahead and put your comments there. Yeah. It'll still notify us and let us know. Uh, and if you have ideas for movies you'd like for us to talk about in the future, Go ahead and uh, put your suggestions there as well. We've
0: also got a website. We sure do. It's not The Editing Bay. It's not Edit Bay. It's editingbay.com. Please go there. Bookmark it anytime you need to know anything. 1111, make a wish. Our little, "Mm, I wish this podcast were over.
1: (laughs) 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 Okay. Why that? uh, Because he's a genie when you wish. Oh, I get
0: it. I was not making that connection. Oh, my God. Uh, editingbay.com. Uh, we've got links to our, all of our past episodes. We've got links to our social media networks, the aforementioned Facebook page, as well as our Twitter handle, which is at The Editing Bay. Please follow us there. You're always going to know what movies we're doing next. Uh, I think I'm going to announce what movie we're doing the week after next on our oh, Twitter handle. So follow no us way. at The Editing Bay. Um, Whoa. I haven't mentioned it in a while. If you want to support the uh, little podcast here, you can also buy a t shirt. Our T-shirt from our live show back in 2016, <laughs> I believe. From five did, years uh, ago. Masters of the Universe, a little mashup there with the uh, T-shirt and our logo. Uh, also, we have a little bio about uh, your your humble host here, Joe Cucinati and myself. Nice. Uh, all that and more on EditingBay.com.
1: Guys, leave us a rating and review, please, on your podcasting app, 5 Star Review. Uh, would be preferable. Uh, if you leave less than five stars, you may as well just leave us nothing. That's right. Don't do anything. <laughs> um, do less. Want to? Uh, I want to plug. Tess isn't here tonight, but I want oh, to plug right. his uh, his web series, The Potion. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've posted a link to it on our uh, on our Facebook page. So go ahead and check that out. Episode one is out right now. Uh, they just wrapped up the uh, Midnight Occult Civil Servants on Funimation. Uh, your last chance, uh, I've got the the whole episode, whole episode 12, I just have one little bit at the very end. Oh, yeah? It's kind of a little bit of a stinger, like, ooh, ooh the story might continue. Interesting. So check that out, uh, hopefully I'll have another job lined up soon. <laughs> no, seriously though, like it was such a cool show to work on, so I hope it comes I out. I love your voice working in it. Oh, thank I, you very much. What I heard anyway. I, I yeah. love it.
0: <laughs> what uh, What do you have going on? Uh just just working. Just yeah. L I V I N, Joe. <laughs> oh like God. Matthew McConaughey says. <laughs> Which you're gonna find out next mm-hmm. week. Uh Jeff, thank you very much, sir. Ugh. Joel, always a pleasure. Pleasure's on mine end. Stick around for some Stranger Things 3 spoiler talk right after this. <laughs>
1: you
0: did How r- that? Rubber band, How man. <laughs> <laughs> hey, man! How man. hell did Rubber band, man.
1: Shoehorn song to make it seem like you're watching Guardians! Here <laughs> <laughs> yeah, now, that us be good to rub band. Man! Hip about to be about the band. A jam.
0: Hip about to be about Cut that
1: part out. <laughs> all right. See you guys later. Thanks. I we're going to talk, talk a little Stranger Things. We like Stranger Things. Uh-huh.
0: Mm-hmm. Now, did we like Stranger Things 3? Uh, I did.
1: Mm-hmm. But there was also things about Stranger Things 3 that I didn't like.
0: <laughs> some parts I really liked. Some parts. Other parts I didn't some like Some parts at all. I
1: liked a lot. But then there were parts of it that I, I didn't enjoy quite as much. Whereas, I, th- I thought that the first one, that first season... Is it's perfect. pretty perfect, isn't it's it? I perfect. know, fell in love. It's that perfect mix of sci-fi, horror, mystery, and like that that kids on bikes magic from the mm-hmm. Steel, the Spielberg era. And then the second one kind of builds on that pretty well. Uh, it, it it might suffer a little from sequelitis, yeah, especially when you you drop down into that one episode that's oh, about God the other. Damn. You see experimental how they abandoned that and jettisoned that. So we're just going to pretend like that never happened. But then this this third one whereas the first and second seasons felt like they had a nice room to breathe
0: uh, and kind of grow, this one seemed to go real quick. It was it does kind like, of seem rushed. Although, I will say, I remember in the second season thinking like, well, oh, we're uh, they're, they're really taking their time kind of reintroducing the characters and figuring out where they all are now uh-huh. before we actually get to the story. Sure. So I almost feel like that was in response to season two feeling a little slow to begin with. We're really? Just like, we're just going to jump right into the plot and major things are happening right off the bat. Major things. <laughs> uh, no, I, I felt like this
1: thing, this story takes place over the course of like a day
0: and a half, two days. It, it is. It's, it's, is they that do all what, it is? They do what Independence Day did, where uh-huh. it's like
1: four days before 4th of July and then yeah. they lead up to it and, uh-huh. and the,
0: all the shit goes down on, on Independence Day.
1: So I felt like the story maybe suffered a little bit because of that. Okay. Because it, it, because it was kind of rushed. It, it was span over weeks. It went
0: really quick. Sure.
1: Um I'm I'm going to try to even though we're kind of in spoiler territory, I'm going to try not to Really? Okay. I'm going to try not to ruin things, but okay. um but we but we have to I, know what happened in I again. love I love what they did developmentally with the Hopper character. And I know you, you and I you and I talked about it a little bit and I agree. I think there was some overacting going mm-hmm. on in some of that. But I still enjoyed. When you look at where he was in the first season, did you revisit the first season before you watched this? I third tell you one? what,
0: we did. We watched like a fifteen-minute. Um, thank God for for Netflix. They got the the cast together uh-huh. and had them like recap. It was like a fifteen-minute recap. of, here's what happened in season one and two. Here's all the characters. Here's what you need to know going into season three, which is gotcha. brilliant. They had the little kids kind of narrating it. Uh uh-huh. um, So watched that. Didn't revisit, but it was enough to remind me of the mood and the characters and where everybody was. Yeah. And I just felt like. Hopper. It's not just that he's overacting; it's that his character is kind of buffoonish. Now he he doesn't he seems more like a like a, an adolescent in adult's he's, clothing, whereas he was very squarely an adult in that first well season. In, and a half. in the
1: first season, he was still a little a little buffoonish, but but he was kind of more of a hard ass. Yeah, and I think his relationship with L softened him up. Mm-hmm. I like the journey his character goes on. I don't like where the final destination oh, is, yeah? question mark? Oh, you know, he's coming back. But, I mean, well, because that stinger, the the credit stinger. Yeah, Ooh, but that seems like a little bit of a diversion. Does it? Because yeah. they were he was about to open a door, and he's mm. like, no, not the American. Yeah, but what American, though? But who
0: else could it be, Barb? <laughs> uh, Barb's no. dead. No, but it could be a Brenner from the first season. We never saw a body. Oh, no, that's right. We didn't. And in season two. Because you know what's a real good payoff? Bringing back Matthew Modine. <laughs> <laughs> like suddenly it's fucking Vision Quest all over Talk about star again. power. Exactly. Yeah. No, but there was this, there was a uh, episode in season two that I was reminded of um, do, doing a little research where one of the characters, it's actually in that uh, episode with, um, he, she, she shall not be named eight or, or whatever sure. her name is. Ocho. ESPN8. <laughs> the Ocho. She, they're interrogating somebody. He's like, no, Brenner's not dead. I can prove it. Oh, wow. Um, and then they never touched it again. So maybe that's something they're going to pick back up. Um, although, on one hand, I would say that seems a little tidy for it to just be... A, 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 the American happens to be one person that we've known before. And yet... They literally bring back everybody with the exception of Barb, rest in peace. Yeah, but even uh, uh, Sean Aston, uh-huh. they're able to squeeze him into got, an episode. We got some, some flashbacks, flashbacks of him. Will they bring back a fucking Paul Reiser? Paul Reiser, came Reiser back at shows the end. up at the end. Everybody's back. The little Erica, the little girl. Uh-huh.
1: Oh, dude, she was. I loved her,
0: and I liked I loved, her. I thought she was a bit much. No, in this
1: one. you know what? I I liked that she was kind of. It's like Dustin became Steve Harrington. Yeah, like we kind of saw Dustin become the responsible older like brother style character Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. who's looking after this little girl. I dug it. Uh, I love Steve Harrington. Like, oh, he's great. I love him. He is everything in that show. I love when he has that moment with Robin in the bathroom. They're
0: fantastic. And he's talking. They
1: have such a great chemistry. And I'm so
0: glad that they didn't do the easy thing and make them a couple.
1: Right. No. And and his reaction to that was perfect yeah that like he starts talking to her He start starts doing the dude thing where it's like i think i'm falling for you and then she explains like well no because i'm a lesbian like yeah. i am into this girl that's why i paid attention to you so much because she loved you mm-hmm. and i was like what the hell is up with you that mm-hmm. she loves you so much and i love that after that it didn't go the route of like oh and like just awkward weirdness right
0: they still maintain
1: their i friendship. love that it, he immediately goes to like Dude, you could do way better than her. Like, (laughs) what a cool response to that. Like, what a responsible response to that that this show has. Yeah, I agree. Uh, And it just, all that does is solidify more the moral fiber of Steve Harrington, who, you know, you start that first season, you're like, what a dick. What a douche. Exactly. And the fact that. He has gone through the most significant transformation of anybody else on this show. Yeah. And he's reduced to a weird Donald Duck costume for like the entirety of this season. <laughs> those outfits that they're in. It's so ridiculous. Yeah. I need one. I need <laughs> a, a Scoops Ahoy shirt so badly. Oh, just wait for
0: Halloween. How many people are going to be dressed Everybody, in those yeah. uh, couples' Donald costumes. Yeah. Exactly. Uh,
1: no, for the most part, I still think for, for my money, you're mm-hmm. not going to do much better in the sci fi genre. Uh, Absolutely, than Stranger Things. And I think Stranger Things 3 was still a good entry. I think that when you do so well in that first season, though... Yeah, it's hard to it's, top. Man, it sets those expectations so high. It's like, oh, but you've got to be able to top this. You've got to do better. They they did do what I thought they were going to do, though. It's yeah. like, we're three seasons in. We need you to have stakes. Yeah, we, need a to, we need to kill somebody off. Or did they? Yeah. For, well, the, for the sake of this story, for the sake Billy, of this least. chapter, they did... But he was expendable. He was a that was a weird choice, I thought, to I thought give so him too. a redemption story. And then I'm glad they mm-hmm. did because you and I have talked about this. Yeah. I don't ever, I don't truly believe like people are evil. Like, just sure. I'm just an evil person. Like, I believe that that's something that's conditioned. But it felt a
0: little too easy that we little, get this flashback of oh, he was just an abused child, and that's why he's an asshole. And we but, saw a little yeah. bit of that
1: in season two, where his dad's like humiliating him a little
0: bit. Well, I get it, and and yes, it's not like that doesn't happen. Obviously, that happens, but uh, it seems a little neat but the part that kind of offended me about it as a viewer was that um that's how l is able to connect with him yeah like she sees this killed. flashback and it's like all right like it's, you're you're stretching my believability a little too much however for the sake of narrative i'll let it be because it it's works so well yeah. within everything that's going on and what i one of the things i love most about it and jenna pointed this out when we're watching it is that uh, while the characters, the, they all kind of like group off, right? Yeah. Like we get some of the kids group off, and then these shows kids group do off. I usually do too. Uh, uh-huh. However, it still felt like they were part of a cohesive story because each one is discovering a different part of the mystery that's right. going on. And when they finally come together, it's like, oh well, these there's Russians. Oh well, there's magnets that aren't working anymore. They're all filling did each you, other's holes. Did yeah. you maybe? <laughs>
1: did you maybe feel like there was too much going on?
0: That mm-hmm. like you
1: could have built a whole season. Around just the Russian conspiracy, or you could have built the whole season around just the mind. You know, returning. you say that,
0: but think about the first season. The first season had a a, a psychic who could see other yeah. people. She, she she had Cerebro sure. basically, uh-huh. um, and then you have a monster from another dimension, another dimension, <laughs> uh, and and they and yet they fused these two, which could be very two very separate sci-fi stories. Yeah. and and made them cohesive uh-huh. because anything could happen in this strange world. So no, even stranger. <laughs> uh, all right, so I think we we both agree it was, it was
1: a good addition. It wasn't the best season of the show,
0: but it was it was better really than the, I think better than the second season.
1: <sighs> that's tough, huh? I, that's tough because I only kind of skimmed through the second season. I watched the whole first season again, again? but I skimmed so through the second. And what I did enjoy about that was the whole relationship between Hopper and L that we we started to develop. Uh, I didn't like that L was just like kept away from the entire group until the last part of the season. Yeah, that did suck. Mm-hmm. I love the relationship de- that developed between L and Max.
0: Oh, wasn't that so great? It was really. They cool. finally have a girlfriend. Yeah. E- each other. Um, and,
1: and and I like that it starts a little tense when L shows up and she grabs this and she's you know given given Max kind of the business and Max immediately is like. Girlfriend, yeah, come with me. You need to dump his
0: ass. Oh yeah,
1: I love that. Those kids are all so awkward, though. I dump your ass, especially Mike. Mike is Finn Wolfhard. Mike has, is looking
0: ever more like Jack Skellington. He looks like Howard Stern. <laughs> yes,
1: <laughs> but but Dustin's great. I think Dustin's aged very well. He's good. Oh, I dude. think he is the best of the kid actors. Honestly, I think well, clearly, I he think is. Dustin ha- is the best. I
0: saw a little clip on YouTube of when he because he used to be in on Broadway. He was in Les Miserables. Was he really? He Was a Gavroche. 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 Uh, the little kid, uh, spoiler alert, he does. Uh, <laughs> Everybody does. Unless <laughs> name yeah.
1: is? That's true. Unless if your we're... name is Marius. <laughs>
0: <laughs> or. Uh, or Cosette. No, not No, uh, even. Cosette? Cosette. Cosette? Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah, Cosette and Marius. No, no. Marius no, doesn't Mary. die. You're right, he doesn't, because He's they the get together. He's the one that's spared. That's right. He, and then he sings the song about how everyone's dead. And that's right. Empty
0: chairs. There's, There's a
1: grief chairs. that can't be spoken. Right, cut this part all out. There's um, a pain goes on and on. Especially cut that part. Uh, empty oh. chairs at empty tables. I should have said it. Where my friends are dead and gone. Where was I going with
0: this? Here
1: they talked <laughs> of revolution. Ooh. Here it was, they lit the flames. <laughs> Yeah, they sang about tomorrow. <laughs>
0: are you playing with the background there?
1: And tomorrow.
0: Never came. <laughs> <And> to
1: <some laughs> I like to do that with the. Not with many songs, but with the Lay Miz songs. There are so many moments where you could delay the lyric. Yeah, the like, little, uh, little Shatner yes, action there. Yes. Uh huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> there, out in. <laughs>
0: the darkness. <laughs> a fugitive running. Uh. Running from God. Anyway, saw a clip of... Uh, Falling from grace. <laughs> Dustin uh, doing like a little behind-the-scenes story. And he's like seven years old. Yeah. And he's like an adult in seven-year-old clothing. Like, I think that kid has always been that charismatic and always talented. He's so good. and uh, he's, he's one of the specials.
1: I'm looking forward to more from him, man. I, I hope he gets involved in more stuff and doesn't just stay a Stranger Things kid. Like, yeah. do more. Put him in the next Godzilla.
0: Meanwhile, poor Will, having to look <laughs> ridiculous. And that purple oh yeah the the, the wizard costume wizard or costume yeah exactly did
1: they tease at like a homosexual thing I think it? so
0: too it was like we can't help it that you're not into girls yeah or that you don't that you're and not there was in... like a real serious like response to I that I think they're kind of spreading little breadcrumbs uh-huh
1: I didn't think that was as sweet as the Robin Steve moment it, well, no, the, the Will one on felt it. a little more, it, but it it felt a little more shoehorned.
0: Well, they're still at the age where they don't really know. They don't know. Right? They're yeah. just like we're in the girls. He's not, and he wants to play D anD D. That's his prerogative. Yeah. It doesn't have anything to do with his sexuality.
1: I just felt bad. I'm like, we'll play find D&D. out in uh... like this, this kid has been like he was abducted <laughs> and put into Like he was abducted by supernatural forces yes, and in lived f- in in Christmas lights <laughs> yeah. for like four months. Then he gets inhabited by like the Mind Flayer yeah, and is, I know. Like, is comatose for most of a season. He has to get burned. He comes back and he's like, guys, I want to play D&D. And they're like, oh but girls. And We've I'm like, grown up from that. I'm like, well, fucking play D&D with him, you yeah. fucking dicks. I
0: know. Yeah, they are kind of assholes. Running around, banks on the Scooby You've been listening to the Next Wave Radio Network. That's fucking
1: gold.